God, you gave me the finger and I didn't realize which finger it was. Once, sorry, it was a good finger. It was the pointer. The dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. I'm a big ugly. And we are in the penthouse. It is 2021. Ooh, big boy. ugly. This is our fifth year, correct? Yeah. Wow. Fifth year coming up. Anniversary mm. WrestleMania. Anniversary on, WrestleMania. Yep. Right? Yeah. We're on the road to yeah. WrestleMania in the penthouse. Um, and we are doing episode 91. Wow. On our way to... We're on the road to 100. Yes. And we'll get there maybe even by the end of the year. So, you know, that'll be really good. And we are joined in the penthouse one more time by the illustrious, the one and only, the king of social distancing, the, 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 the hashtag social... The, the king of no hashtags. This guy doesn't like social media at all. But uh, that's okay. He is the uh, king of non social media and the king of social distancing CM Punk hey welcome back as hell. thank you guys wear the always. damn mask wear the damn mask that's that's right sounds like a good logo it, it does I feel like uh, I feel like somebody should have used that already <laughs> they, should, they should market that too they, they should market that because yeah. some some people uh, get COVID um, in the WWE so, sometimes it's announced it doesn't happen no, <laughs> no. it happened once no People Di- just surprisingly disappear sometimes disappear. from television for no reason. Really. And then they come back. Yeah. Geekly, Jey Uso. Four, four, 14 days later. It's amazing. Right. How about that? That? Yeah. that? That's the uh, containment period, apparently. Well, um, you, you know, we're still battling that. Since the last time we talked, I think they started a vaccine process. Um, and uh, they got another one coming out. Johnson & Johnson's like baby shampoo. I, I think it is. Um, but that would be cool if you could just shampoo your hair and get rid of COVID. That would be odd. Um, anyway. I uh, hope, hope everybody's healthy. It looks like we're all we're sitting, you know, enough apart. We got our Broken Skull IPAs that are uh, sold out right now at Total Wine and Spirits. So, uh, Total Wine and Spirits, we'd love to hashtag you and get that in there. Start selling more of this, please. Yeah, yeah please. Yes. Um, you know, sw- swig water for the working man. Swigger. I took my mask off for a second because drinking that through the mask. This Ultimate Warrior thing would be interesting. Yeah, no, no need to filter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Good. bad coffee. No yeah. need to filter. So, guys, we have a lot to talk about. I'm going to throw out some key terms. Uh, you know, we want to thank everybody for listening to us 90 times, at least, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and following us on Google and Instagram and Facebook and, and uh, you know, Twitter, everywhere. We got everybody. It, it, it's so good that we have all this downtime you know, nowadays <laughs> so people can just listen to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. All it's 90 fantastic. of them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, now 91. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, right here in the penthouse, so I'm just going to throw some things out. We, you know, appreciate all the listeners. You know, comment, send us email, dirtyuglywrestling at gmail.com. It's probably still there. Uh, <laughs> probably still there. I mean, you know, that's, that's just, you know, there's a lot of other things happening in the world, Big Ugly, right now. But, um, okay, so let's just throw some things out there. There's a new year. Um, you know, we've had some things happen uh, since the new year. Let's see. Let's get some of the... Get some of the down stuff out of the way. Um, let's start with the natural Butch Reed. Um, that's unfortunate. Just passed away very recently to this podcast. Yeah. Um, WWE. Well, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer or not, but he I, should I, be. I don't believe he is. I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. We're going to start this conversation. Yeah, no, right, right, right. Do you this know who the natural Butch Reed is? No, I okay. don't. Yeah. So, so CM Funk, real quick on, on a tangent for us. Um, you know, he was a great tag team wrestler. He had a singles run a couple of times. Yep. He was in a lot of different organizations. He he made his impact. I think he was more of a glorified mid-carder, if you want to put it that way. Never really 
Yeah. Hit the big time? Yeah, I mean, his most famous run was tag team with Ron Simmons as uh, Doom in uh, WCW. Um, Which, at the very beginning of the WCW. Correct. Which yeah. begs the question, put a tag team like Doom in. I mean, Doom was a uh, sort mm. of... Uh, no, Harlem Heat's already in. Oh, so. shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> same, same tag team. That's where Harlem Heat came from. It's it, true. It came from Doom, so. But, I mean, you know, the natural butchery, I never really ha- heard anything bad about him. You know, he, he yeah. did had a good run, and unfortunately, you know, he passed away. Yep. Um, and uh, I'm sure there's a couple of other names on that list, but the one most important, uh, not I'll say most important, but the biggest impact to all of us, John Huber, uh, a.k.a. Luke Harper, passed away not too long after our last podcast. Now, we all know who we're talking about there. Yeah. That one just came out of literally RKO'd us out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, in his 40s, yep. family man, uh, you know, big going big time in AEW there. And uh, that, that just sucked. I mean, we all knew him as Luke Harper, mostly in the WWE with the Wyatt family. Um, but he had a big career, and yeah, that just, that's sad, man. Yeah, I mean, some might even say he was right in the middle of the pinnacle of his yeah. career. I, mean, I think he was as Brody Lee in the sure. AEW. I mean, Mr. Brody yeah. Lee, man. Yeah, it was it was big. But uh, AEW, man, I I tell you what, if if people haven't had a chance to catch the AEW uh, tribute show to, mm. to Brody Lee, man, wow, what, what an amazing show, top to bottom. Um, they did a fantastic job. And that's but, how you should do a tribute show. Yeah, exactly. just throw storylines out, throw um, gimmick out, you know, throw heel face, throw it out the window. Yeah, just. Honor yeah. the uh, honor the performer, and honor honor the individual. Yeah, wow. that was it. And uh, and shout out to WWE man for giving them some uh, photos and things to use during the uh, yeah. debut too, which you don't see very often. And know. also WWE performers go throwing shout outs to Brody Lee with uh, some some of them had the wrist re- uh, wrist rest things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of them even the New Day, you know, the had the uh, like tights. The, yeah, yeah, they, they auctioned off um, the stuff they wore at the Royal Rumble oh, for, cool. uh, to go towards uh, the charity family. for Brody Lee. It was a charity, right? That's right. Awesome. Yep. I just. Yeah, I there. I don't think it's a heated rivalry now with all the wrestling companies. That you know, especially in these times, it's it's a business, but it's also it's a brotherhood, the sisterhood. Yeah, the professional wrestling. It's an entertainment. It's something that's out there, and it's it's not like a cutthroat. You know, when uh, Cody Rhodes was breaking thrones with sledgehammers and things like that pre-COVID. Now, um, even after that, everybody's just doing what they can to survive and. Uh, still entertain us, which and, we still uh, get to watch it every time. And Triple H actually did an interview where hmm. the interviewer asked if they would be open to like working with AEW in some capacity, and he said that you know they are open yeah. to it. You know, um, yeah, I'm sure so. financially it's got to be right. You know? Right, what's, right. What, yeah. what's for everybody? Make, what's right. going to make them the money? You know, yeah. so yeah. Mm. And it looks like, and we'll get into this a little bit later. AEW has definitely been tying up with Impact Wrestling. Um, <laughs> AEW, I mean, AEW seems to be working with anybody not named WWE. Right <laughs> at this point in time, right. Yeah. And uh, you know, we'll get into that a little bit later because there's a there's a lot of cross promoting going on. That's cool for anybody who's a wrestling fan just to watch the business. So, pretty good, pretty good. Um, I want to throw a shout out to this. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but um, Kiss, the band Kiss. Um, did a show in Dubai, like, live during New Year's Eve. Um, it was nine hours, you know, ahead. It was, like, 3 p.m. here on New Year's Eve, so it was midnight there. But they did a live concert. It's been prepared for, like, six months. Uh, they were you know, bringing people all over the world and putting them in a bubble in this big hotel in Dubai. And they put on a huge concert, the, the biggest fireworks show I've ever seen in my life. Um, and so things can happen in the entertainment world. Um, it, it takes a lot of planning, especially at this point in time. Um, there was no fans. I mean, there was people in the hotel in their own specific rooms watching out over the, the pool area, which is where the big stage was. And there were people watching all over the world still watching because you can still stream it on the KISS website. But, uh, you know, it, it is happening. 
Um, entertainment is happening. Yeah, and I mean, I, th- I think we're saying that even with the uh, the Super Bowl, you yep. know, that just passed. Uh, right. You know, plenty of fans down in Tampa. 22, um, 25,000 yeah. in the stadium, bubbled yeah. out, pods. Right. Um, um, I, the guy that performed at the Super Bowl the weekend. The weekend. I, I his, his, he's starting a tour later on this year, so, you know. The, the the music concerts and stuff trying to make a comeback trying right? to make a comeback yeah I mean then uh, WWE just announced you know WrestleMania was gonna be two nights and possibly have fans at Raymond James Stadium yeah. they're, they're looking to have thirty thousand each night so, they, uh, that would be awesome yeah and it's gonna be two nights which is great you know so we can all not go like we did for the longest WrestleMania in history the last full WrestleMania with fans at this point in time. Yeah, still going on. 80,000. 80, 80, I think we said that last time. still people dude. in that parking lot. <laughs> yeah, sure. Still people. Man, we had the Uber driver that took us all over the world. So uh, that was that was pretty yeah, a pretty cool experience, though, overall. Um, so, yeah, and uh, Big Ugly, you and I, since the last time, we tried something new. We tried Clubhouse. Yeah, we hopped on Clubhouse. A few people hopped on uh, yeah. with us. And, uh you know, looking forward to doing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I think um, I went on and found a club, and I think you're you're in it, like mm-hmm. a WWE club with a lot of fans. Yep. So I get kinda, notifications every yeah, day that yeah, they're talking. Yeah, kind of um, friended some people, so hopefully next time we get on there, mm-hmm. we can get some more uh, WWE fans on there for a good conversation. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm jumping in their uh, conversations in their rooms, and even if uh, sometimes oh, I don't make you, it Have you hopped in? Mm-hmm. I, I have yet to hop in. I haven't been back on it, actually, since we... Did ours, but you've actually hopped in. I did a couple times, yep. Uh, I've never been up to the stage, as they call it. Yeah. But, I mean, I've been in the room with, like, 140 people. Yeah. Um, and I do make the comments, and they can see them. So, uh, they see me in there, and, um, you know, you can send messages to them afterwards, and they're like, hey, uh, you know, sounds good. Thank you. know, just give them positive yeah. feedback. Yeah. And hopefully they come and do the same thing for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just turn on the How was it going to, I mean, how, like, how the... It's pretty cool. It seems like the the ones that I did, um, like that the WWE fans, the moderators, they knew yes. what they were doing. Cool. Um, so they they ran the room really well, um, and they seems like they had a lot of regulars that were up there on the stage doing the talking. But everybody got a couple minutes, and then they said, you know, thank you for coming. Okay, let's just jump somebody else. Everybody keep on listening. You know, just yes. ways to moderate the room. So it's something new that we're uh, digging into in twenty twenty one. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool. And uh, next time, CM Funk. I know you. You've been busy. Yeah, sorry, busy I mean, man. I, I was uh, I was hanging out with Kurt Angle in Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> you when were. guys were doing that, so I apologize for not being able. Was to that real? Horn, but uh, that was damn real. No, <laughs> Thank right. you. But, uh, but yeah, no, sounds exciting and great opportunity for you guys to you know get the podcast all over the place. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. So. I mean, it, and it's, this is the time. You know, this is the time when a lot of people we were we we're kind of just talking about it. Listening to podcasts, um, doing all kinds of media stuff. You know, you got the Happy Hour Pod out there. Chase Rawlings uh, just did a big thing for a Blood from EWA, who's who's moving, and um, so Happy Hour Pod's doing really well, having a lot of great guests, getting a lot of great traction. Uh, of course, Foul Players Radio with uh, Michael Spedden, who's been on our podcast several times. Um, you know, shout out to him. Also, got a shout out to the MCW cast. I mean, we had the MCW podcast that I was a part of with the Deacon Storm not too long ago. And then, uh, you know, things kind of went in a different direction. But now, all the downtime that they've got, they put together um, a podcast with uh, Larry Legend, awesome announcer and just awesome social media presence, Danny McDevitt himself, Tara, and uh, they have guests on as well. So, uh, you know, shout out to MCW. Everybody's doing their thing. And we're going to do our thing here today. We're going to talk about the Royal Rumble. This is the first time in several years that either we weren't at the Rumble physically or um, watching the Rumble live 
with the podcast and actually counting down with the uh, with the stuff. So yeah. it was it was weird. The first snowstorm right here in in Baltimore, Maryland. Cheap pop. Happened right, very cheap. Yeah. Just happened to to fall on a day where you know it was it was hard for people to get around on that day specifically. Earlier in the day, fine. Next day, fine. That that during the rumble, no, no, <laughs> nope. So, but we all watched in our respective uh, uh, places and such like that. So, before we get into um, you know talking about the rumble, let's just to throw it out did, did you enjoy the rumble scale of one to ten uh and you know overall thoughts let's just start with you big ugly um it was you know i think after the rumble you said uh you said it was interesting and now to me that was the, that was the perfect <laughs> word i couldn't uh, i couldn't say yeah. it like good bad yeah it's like interesting yeah i think that it definitely had some high moments um mm-hmm. that i enjoyed and then it had some lower moments <laughs> that i didn't care for mm-hmm. and uh other than that i mean it was it was an okay rumble I've seen better. Okay. Yeah. What do you give it out of a 10? Uh, probably like a six. Okay. Yeah, I'll say six. CM Funk, where do you stand on that scale? Um, you know, I, I actually enjoyed the Rumble, the entire pay-per-view mm-hmm. from, from start to finish and all, which I was shocked. I didn't think, going into it, I didn't think I was going to. I yeah. Didn't, you know, yeah. it was like, they didn't feel like there was the build this year for it. And I mm. mean, part of that's without not having the fans sure. and stuff. But yeah, even sure. so, just the storytelling just didn't seem to be there leading up to it. And, uh... But I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed, you know, I was I was fine with who won both the Rumble matches. Um, a couple missteps in there. I'm sure we'll get into here. Hey, but uh, Rumble's a hard match to play in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, overall, though, I'd give it like a seven. Okay. You know, maybe seven and a half if I'm allowed to. Uh, sure. Know, throw a number that you doesn't can make throw fractions, decimals, uh, whatever you like, man. Right. This is the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. All right. It, the math can be dirty. Then yeah. Seven point four eight. That's, <laughs> that's what I give. All right. Um, yeah, I'm about in there with the with the sevens as well. I, I I found it enjoyable, not as enjoyable as I say if it were watching it, you know, together or, you know, or watching the clock. You know, it's more with fun with people around you. It's hard to get into it by yourself. I, mean, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can have a Zoom meeting or talk on the phone, but I mean, when we're doing this live, um, counting down with the podcast or actually in the building live, I don't care how bad the event is. You just feel that energy. Yeah. Um, you know. Roman Reigns almost got booed out of the building. There was a riot on our way out, but we still enjoyed the hell out of the Rumble. Um, so, it's um, I, I'm in there with the sixes and, and sixes and sevens. That means you're crazy and overseas. But uh, <laughs> I, I'll stay in the sevens. I just and we're going to talk about uh, different things about the Royal Rumble. And there's a lot of things that happened in between. You know, uh, the last time we talked in the Royal Rumble, the build up was different uh, at this time. Let's let's start off with how the show started off. Drew McIntyre defending the WWE Championship against WWE Hall of Famer Goldberg. Um, good thing they got this out of the way first. Let's just say because the anticipation for this match was not the same as the anticipation for other ones. But it's kind of falling into the Goldberg formula now, which is what I'm calling it. Um, Absolutely. Spear... Uh, you know, high spot, high spot, high spot, boom, you're done. Five minutes. Yeah. Um, that formula has played itself out. I think it was great when they used it for Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Absolutely. Um, but if you, if Goldberg can't give you more than five minutes in the ring, let him let him do a promo every now and again. Let him be, uh, you know, a second for somebody. Let him come out and do a spear jackhammer spot. Don't build up a match with this guy. Did he deserve a championship opportunity at this point in his life? Absolutely not. There was no reason for it whatsoever. But it did what it, it's supposed to do. Drew McIntyre won. 
Goldberg sort of, I don't want to say passed the torch, but he gave him respect, you know. But uh, what do you guys think about this match? I'll start with you this time, CM Funk. Yeah, you know, I, I, I shockingly, um, and this kind of goes back to what I said about the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. I shockingly was, you know, enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, I expected nothing of it, especially after Goldberg kind of screwed up the promos back in Raw when they were trying to mm. build, build the fight and all because yeah. they ran out of time or whatever, and he came out and cut a promo that was scripted for him, but it didn't have anything to do with what was actually going on on TV at the nope. moment. So it kind of threw a little kink there, but I thought the match overall was... I mean, it's what you expect, like you said. It's what you expect at this point. Yep. Uh, it's the formula. But I thought it was done really well. And yeah. And to me, I, I, I don't know what the rest of you guys thought, but I thought it was Goldberg's last match. Like, uh, just the way that it finished, and I thought, you know, this is it. You know, Goldberg's getting his swan song and all, which, yeah. is, which is fine. He can ride off in the sunset now. So. It's it's very possible that this could be the swan song, but it's also very possible that Vince could give him a call. Hey, God. You know what's going on, brother. You know what you know, and he could call him up and do the same thing. Give Goldberg formula. You know, hey pal, come on in for a shot. You know, whatever. But could be right. What do you think, uh, Big Ugly? Yeah. So as far as the match goes, I, I thought to say I, I well, I remember watching it and thinking because it was that one spot where Goldberg runs into a spear and he hits the uh, Drew gets out of ray and he hits the turnbuckle. I was like, this is the Brock Lesnar match. We've seen exactly. this yeah, before. We've definitely seen it before. Okay, but as far as I would say, like the Goldberg formula, I. The Goldberg formula, I think, has been used, but I, I actually feel like I feel like the Brock formula is more played out than <laughs> the Goldberg formula, like just because Brock has had more matches over the past like couple years, yeah. than than Goldberg. Um, but so overall, it's like I, I could tolerate the match. I just kind of felt like uh, it was almost like, what was the point? Did like, it do anything for Drew? Did, yeah, exactly. Did do nothing for Drew because this was like the first time I think that Goldberg has come back. And just lost mm-hmm. immediately. Usually right. he comes back, he wins, and then loses, and then at the, loses end of the, the end at, of the of the rivalry. Right. Lose the lose the belt. Right. So yeah. it's just like he comes back and he loses to Drew, and I, I'm guessing like you, like it was like what you're saying. He's supposed to be like passing the torch to Drew, mm-hmm. but it, it was kind of it's weird not because his I, torch to pass. But yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and when I think about passing the torch, it, Drew doesn't strike me as that completely dominant champion, right? Like right. somebody like a Goldberg and a Brock Lesnar, that, yeah. You know, just someone that never loses, right? He lost the title um, to Randy Orton last year. It was for a couple weeks. Yeah, but he lost the title, he, right? He lost to Randy Orton. You so know. he's not a dominant streak champion, exactly. Okay. So it was kind of weird that it, it was Goldberg passing the torch when it's like he's never been built up like <laughs> a Goldberg, yeah. Right. Um, so that that's the part I think that got me. The match itself was like whatever. Yeah. Like I, said, I don't mind short matches. Like they can be good yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, don't drag that out. Yeah. But uh but yeah, the the point of it is what kind of got me like yeah. was this necessary like yeah. it, it, it had it had two points. One it was the pop rating and two it was cuz Goldberg had contract obligations he had. Right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that, yeah. that's basically it. Because Which, I mean uh, it's like it didn't even really it started and ended a rivalry immediately. Right. <laughs> 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 Within a matter two of weeks, weeks. And it's yeah, just no, like, it's, it's yeah, done. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, if yeah. this was Goldberg's one, so I'm actually kind of disappointed. But, he, I mean, he should be done. I mean, he's an older gentleman yeah. now. But, yeah. Well, and I think, uh, back to your point, you were talking about how, the, like, the Brock Lesnar one, is, you found it's more played out, the Brock Lesnar formula and mm-hmm. all. But I think the Goldberg formula uh, feels more played out to me because Goldberg's so much older than Brock. Yeah. Like Brock, can, Brock yeah. can still go. Yeah. If formula, you need yes, Brock to go 20 minutes, he will. Right. He can yes. still go. Yes. Goldberg, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't need to see a five minute match every six months when he comes out. Right. I, yeah. I know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, Brock, Brock, there still could be some surprises out there. You know, yeah. Like, but. 
So, I mean, it did what it did, and it started off the show, and it, was, uh, it wasn't a sleeper, so that's, that's okay. Um, you know, and uh, we also had a couple other matches that were in there of the Royal Rumble. I think we had a, I think the kickoff matches where Charlotte and Asuka lost the uh, Women's Tag Team Championship to uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. Um, but anyway, we found out a little bit later that, because um, Charlotte and, uh, let's see, Charlotte was in the Royal Rumble, so was Asuka, so was Nia, actually. Asuka yeah, wasn't. Yeah, Asuka I'm was sorry, not Asuka, I'm sorry, Shana, Nia and Shayna, Shana, thank yeah. you, I'm sorry. Yeah. Asuka was not, because she is the champion. I figured that they, uh, when I'm looking at I was just like, they, they want to split Asuka and Charlotte up, like, this wasn't meant to be right. a yeah, yeah. tag team. Right, it was just meant to get Charlotte back, yeah. and, and have her pop a rating as well. Exactly. Yep, yeah. so, here you go, and now she's uh, in a storyline with Lacey Evans and Ric Flair, woo! Let's just throw this in, man. I mean, first of all, it took up a spot in the Rumble where, uh, in, in the Women's Royal Rumble, where you heard Ric Flair's music pop. Um, like, what, what, why is Ric Flair? I oh, get it. Okay, so she, he's backing Lacey. So, does this go anywhere with Lacey and Charlotte? This is an ongoing thing to kind of build them into something else. So, just so we don't see Charlotte and Asuka one on one again, because we don't. First time this year. Maybe. Just to add them into the mix. What do you think? I don't know. Uh, I don't really think there's going to be much that comes out of this. Don't think so? Um, no, not at all. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I feel like a younger flair could add more yeah. to this. I just feel like at his age, it, it, it it's not going to work. And I like I see where they're trying to go. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that flair can give it the same oomph that he could have done like 20 years ago. Well, they, it's funny because like, uh, we've got uh, Monday Night Raw on in the background here, and on this episode of Raw, they actually kind of swerve you a little bit with the storyline. Yeah. And Flair is now just there as Lacey's, Lacey's his protege and yeah. his mentor. There's no sexual tension. To oh, for, okay, all right. I yeah, didn't they see just played like, this out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, think, I think they realized that that was not going anywhere and people did not care and... Right, you know. Right, it's like who could believe this seventy-year-old man? Right. Like, well, and also, Ric Flair is a Hall of Famer. You know, you want, when you hear that woo of the uh, the music, you want to you want to pop for him, you want to cheer for him. You know, it's a he's a he's a good thing to have Ric Flair around. But I mean, don't play him out. You know, he's you let him come around once in a while. Don't let him take any bumps or you know bust himself open on the way down to the ring. Don't need it. Um, it ah. I think this could play out through WrestleMania, but you know, maybe not any further. Um, just to get that, that little extra... I don't like that protege thing either. <laughs> I'm thinking it, about it. I don't know what it would yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to say it as yeah. that was a good thing. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's, it's just a little different way they're going. That's where they are. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. You know, it's nothing really to, to harp on about that one. Uh, what else did we have? Um... Can't remember. Well, I mean, we'll talk about the last man standing match in just a minute. But we had, uh, can I comment real quick? You can. Tangent. Tangent. So I, I just I didn't want to forget this, but I was just watching the Hurt Business. Go ahead. And it looks like they're trying to break the Hurt Business up, and I don't like it. I don't either. <laughs> no. It's like, working. It's working. Right. Yeah. It's a heel faction that's getting over, but maybe that's why, because they don't want the heel factions getting over. So that's why you see Retribution on the second or third hour of Raw doing crap. And anyway, that's my change. But you're right. They shouldn't be breaking them up. But what does that do? It just sends a couple of them away. I like the fact that they're all working together. It makes sense. Well, yeah. Well, and like you finally got Cedric Alexander over, and now he's the one that seems like is going to break away from the heart business. Yeah. Yes. You know? And it's like, what was the point then? Like, right. Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
Because yeah. so. he was the last one to join. Like, right. it, it took, it's like it took you long enough, and then he's the one that... Yeah. yeah. I... Yeah, I, I think it's because it was supposed to be a heel faction and it started getting over, and it, that's not the, even even with no fans in the arena, that stuff started yeah. to get over. Yeah, started to get a social media following, started to get put. You know, and, and I feel like you've got four guys that, without the the hurt business, they aren't doing much. Right? right. No, you know, they they need the hurt they, business. They, 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 exactly, they need, need this, it. and it's like this is a this this is. I mean, this was a highlight of. The, like that that like that uh, main COVID time when right. like you know there was nothing like there was no Thunderdome like and it was still raw underground and stuff and like her <laughs> business came around it was like they were cool I I think they should keep it going that's yeah. all I'm I hope they do yeah yeah let's see if they change their mind um, we had Sasha defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Carmella and she uh, she won <sighs> yeah. yeah that was the come down uh, for me. It didn't really do too much. Um, this Carmella, the the Sommelier or whatever. I'm, I'm over Reginald. Reginald. I could do without him. Come on, Reginald uh, uh, is athletic as hell. I don't. He care. needs to be in the hurt business. He's not a wrestler. <laughs> you could tell. Like you tell, he's he's a gymnast. He's basically. a gymnast. Yeah. Like, I, I don't need him. Um. But yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's interesting seeing uh, Corey Graves play it straight when Carmella comes out. Uh, it's, I don't know because we know that there's something going on behind the scenes with them. Um. Let's talk about the last man standing match. Let's talk about Roman Reigns, the big dog. Not even the big dog. The head of the table. The the yeah. tribal chief. Please don't call him the big dog. I'm sorry. I that's found, Michael Cole. We, we finally got Michael Cole to stop saying it. I'm, but I'm it's so, boss time. I missed that out. <laughs> yeah, I'm so um, happy. So Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship successfully against Kevin Owens in a last man standing match. I got my own thoughts about this, but I want to go around the table first. How did you like the match, Big Ugly? Uh, did you like some of the spots, the high spots? Uh, did you like the story that was told overall? What do you think? Okay, so uh, overall, I thought I thought the match was good mm-hmm. up until the end. Uh. Up until the, like I was enjoying it. <laughs> We're gonna talk. And the end just kind of took me out of it. But I, overall, like good good stuff. I was enjoying it a lot actually. Just hindsight being twenty twenty, there's a hundred things they could have done differently. Yeah, man. Instead of yeah. the one thing that they should have done. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, and who do we blame? Uh, well, let's talk about the spot. Let's we'll go back and we'll talk about the spot real quick. So, okay, so we saw handcuffs come out. Who introduced the cuffs initially? I don't remember. Uh, really? Kevin Owens. Kevin, yeah. yeah. He brought him out to handcuff Reigns while he was dead. Right. Okay. So, and so what actually happened was there there was a truss back there on the uh, big truss um, back there at the, the beginning of the stage area. And it looked like Kevin Owens was going to handcuff Roman Reigns down for far enough so he couldn't stand up on his feet. Correct. Which initially, okay. The initial, clever. Clever. Awesome. Very clever. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. But you it's knew it couldn't end that way. Right. Yeah, right. So it got up to, you know, about nine on the last man standing count. And then Roman actually pulled the referee and threw him into the steel, which actually knocked the referee out. I'm okay with this. Yeah. It's a heel move, you know, and that's the only way to get like stuff it. out of the and count. And that, that seemed like it was part of what was supposed to happen. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Right. Yes. It was everything after <laughs> So... Another referee came right out, like immediately, which was the first mistake. Um, and then, if the, if you see another re- a referee in a last man standing match, if somebody is down, which you both are down, you gotta start counting. Okay, he did, and then he realized about three or four. Oh, wait a minute. We don't have keys. We don't have unlock. I'm gonna count him down. He's gonna knock me out too. Or you know, he stopped counting. 
Yep. Stop yeah. counting all together. That, that immediately just that was like, is what it. is that? Like, yeah. why yeah. did he stop? And because then the thing is, it's like if you're a ref, right? And it's like, oh, the the other ref got hit. I'm gonna count, but I'm gonna just step back so that he can't grab me. Right, right. But he just like stops counting because obviously. There's yeah. like, oh, like Rage is uh, not out of cuffs yet. There, there's, there's two things right here. If the referee was going to come out, he didn't have to come. The second referee did not have to come out right away. Correct. This is number one. Number two, if he did come out right away, he just checks on the other referee. Do not count. You know, that's what I'm saying. Let Check on the other referee. Make sure to get him help, get him back. And then that gives time for Paul Heyman to do his gimmick with the key, which took way too fucking long. Pardon so, my language. Well, apparently, like... When Owens cuffed him, he cuffed him with the keyhole down. Oh, so then he couldn't get the key in there because it was down to the ground. And that's what caused the okay, issue. Okay, so... So, I mean, there was a legitimate reason. Yeah. But the execution to explain it was absolutely... Yeah. And even him, you got to think it, it's going nuts yeah, right now because right. a promoter, like, oh my God, this is taking yeah. forever. It, it became... It became extremely obvious that the spot was blown. You know, it's like <laughs> Heyman is taking way longer. Something's up with it. Like, he can't get the key. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it just wasn't going smoothly. And I think it just kind of, it threw off the finish a bit. Because it, you, you could tell everything after that is forced. Right. Owen's still trying to sell as forced. You know, he's still right. trying to act like he's right. he's out. You know, like yeah. the ref not counting. You know what I'm saying? It's like... It starts to not make sense. Yeah, right. and then after all the work that they did during the match, which was actually a pretty decent <laughs> match. Yes, a good um, match. Lots of, yeah, lots of good action, lots of high spots, lots of good timing. Uh, both guys taking a beating. I mean, it wasn't just dominant, you know, one way or another. You get to the end and the climax of the whole thing. Now, it's <laughs> just un- <laughs> unfortunate. Now, the only thing I can think of as a positive, if there were fans in the arena, oh, my Lord. Oh, yeah. That would have been a riotous situation, like actual fans in the arena. So, so here, here's my, my thing about this. I agree with everything. You know, the match was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And we get to that. Why weren't the handcuffs a gimmicked pair of handcuffs? Why not? Like one that you could, in case you have an issue, rip a lot, then you could just, and with Reigns breaking out of it, Oh, that, he's now, see, that makes sense. That's what I thought right. was going to happen in the first place. He's the head of the table, man. He should be able to just, bro, you know, I'm the, I'm the big man, you know? Like, yeah. Boom, plays it off perfectly, you know? So, oh, I mean, hindsight and all that. Well, again, hindsight. hindsight. And, and, yeah. and it's live, you know, things happen. Yeah. Even I, though, I think that it would have been smart to do the gimmick, as you're saying, because it's not like you put, you handcuffed him into a clean environment. Like, yeah. he was handcuffed with, like, poles coming down. So it's like Paul having to go in there was already a right a, a, a difficult you know position yeah right so it's not like being at like a turnbuckle or a ring you know where it's just like the rope yeah and you know it's you know you can grab the handcuff real quick and get it mm-hmm. you know yeah. um you're kind of having to like look in there and it just I, I didn't understand you're right yeah. yeah it's it's a damn shame and then uh, I don't know if you guys saw it on SmackDown though but we still have Kevin Owens versus uh, Roman Reigns in there because he hasn't given up you know yeah. uh, so. Which is fine. I'm enjoying Kevin Owens against Roman Reigns. It's good like, because it doesn't make sense for this to, this to be a blow-off match, you know, this last man standing. I mean, it, in essence, it could be. Yeah, I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I felt like it was done. You, you felt like it, it shouldn't have been a I felt like it could have been this done. This like the third match, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah second or third. They've had the steel cage. They've had the regular. But, I mean, it could be done. But then if it goes on, they can take it further. Because like you said, it's enjoyable to watch. They're both very good right. um, that, that, that's at the what thing. they do. Like, I don't mind it because 
the matches have been fun and like the yes. interactions have the been interactions fun. The interactions are good. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. just yeah. now, now, if it's Randy Orton against Drew McIntyre, I'm Shit. done with that. Oh, hey, they sh- they aired that again last night yeah. on Raw. You know, like why? What's right. the purpose? Right. It, it's over. So really didn't do anything either. But uh, anyway, yeah. So um, but yeah, it's 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 enjoyable. They're both good storytellers. They're both good on the mic. Uh, you know, Roman has Heyman with him. I mean, it's a good. I don't know if it'll take it one on one all the way through WrestleMania. I think they could add some some flavor into it in between now and then. I actually think it rain. I, I, I feel like if the crowd was around right now, I actually think Reigns is getting cheered. Oh yeah. Point. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he's, yeah. he's he's a stone cold. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Stone cold exactly. here, like yeah. yeah. yeah I, no think his, I think his music hits and it's a huge pop. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is another thing that changes the entire complexity of not only especially. Royal Rumble pay-per-views because they're so fan interactive, you know, um, and WrestleMania, some of the loudest pay-per-views, you know, and you got to kind of roll with it. Right. But now you don't have those fans. You can pipe in whatever you want. You don't? Oh, I thought, but uh, I, I hear people cheering and chanting I'm sure all the you, time. Uh, they, right? they don't stop. Uh, they it's have amazing. unbelievable <laughs> lung capacity. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, speaking of, let me say this. I am. I get so irritated when I hear the This Is Awesome chant oh. or the Holy sh- chant. Yes. Listen, those chants are fan-driven, yep. period. Yep. I do not want to hear the WWE decide when they're yeah. going to just toss that in there. It's not earned. Like, it is not, not earned. I hate it, man. Uh, it I hate it. Yes. Yeah, I feel man. manipulated. I know. It's awful. <laughs> like, what they're they're doing this the yes awesome chants right yeah. you know, with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. They're doing uh, the yeah, New this Day is awesome. uh, stuff. And new all. Day. You know, but I, I don't I don't think I mind the yes chants and the New Day rocks chants and stuff. As it's much those reactionary ones. Like, right, right. It's the ones that, that are natural reactions yes. as opposed to the standard reaction, yes. you know. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so we've got a lot to talk about with this pay-per-view. I mean, it's given us a lot to uh, talk about so far. And uh, we'll talk about the two Royal Rumble matches, and then we will take a break on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, and then come back and we'll talk about what's happening in the near future, Elimination Chamber, NXT TakeOver, Vengeance Day. There's too many words in that title. Um, and, and then uh, Fast Lane and WrestleMania itself. But uh, let's start with the women's Royal Rumble. Um, not a whole lot of build, you know, coming towards this. We all had our picks of who might win. Um, and uh, we all kind of had the, the eventual winner, Bianca Belair, on our radar, but weren't sure if she was actually going to win. Uh, but she did. She came in number three. And uh, she did win the Royal Rumble. <clears throat> but uh, let's 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 go through. I mean, I thought Bailey had a legitimate shot at winning. Vince was really high on her, and she's been kind of laying low in the weeds. Um, you know, but she did not win, but she lasted a while in the Rumble. Uh, let's see. You you talked about Rhea Ripley, I think. Yeah. She's one of the last four, I believe, right? Uh, last two. Last her. two, actually, yeah. was her and Bianca. Yep. Um, and by the way, the, the last, uh, when we'll get into it, the last couple minutes of each Rumble match was very well put together. Yeah. Uh, done very well, very entertaining. It wasn't just, you know, here's your winner. It, it was very suspenseful. Um, so what did what did we like about the women's Royal Rumble match? We had a couple of comebacks, you know, from some legends, some Hall of Famers, Tori Wilson, Big Jillian, Turner. Jillian. I love Jillian. Dude, and Jillian went like ten minutes in the match. I couldn't believe it. Jillian <laughs> came out singing, and Billy Kay was prostituting herself. Yeah. This I love that, by the way. Yeah. Billy Kay coming up to every single person with yes, a resume. I loved it. Yeah. You want to make a tag team? You want to make a yeah. tag team? That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Billy and Jillian. Now Billy and Jillian. Yeah. And then we almost got an Iconics reunion, but I kind of liked the fact that Billy Kay was like, eh. I don't know. Like, I got I got in trouble last time we did this. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I thought it was very well spaced out. 
Obviously, each uh, buzzer was not 90 seconds apart. You know, yeah. you could tell. Um, Comment real quick on the Billy Kay thing. Go ahead. I I'm I am happy because listen, when when Iconic split up, to me it was obvious that WWE's pick for who was going to be the bigger one was Peyton Royce. Absolutely. And I feel like Billy Kay has surpassed Kay, Peyton Royce's yeah. relevance, you know, with her storyline. And it's funny because she's not really doing much in the ring. Doesn't but, have to. Right, <laughs> no. but she don't have to. It's like, and I've always felt like she was like the funnier one mm-hmm. in Iconics, and I feel like it's it's paying off for her yeah. right now. I don't know how it's going to pay off long term because as they say, uh, what do they say, uh, Comedy isn't money, or funny isn't money, or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to pay off long term. But right now, I, I enjoy that storyline. Yeah. So. There is nothing wrong. You need a little ha ha, you need a little gimmick. I don't mind it at all. This is called sports entertainment, and yeah. she is entertaining. Inter- exactly. So. exactly. She's good at it. Uh, yes. She's yeah. really she's good really at it. And she's good on the mic. She's good on the commentary. She's good uh, uh, you know, pimping out your resume to people walking well, into the Royal Rumble. How, and, how yeah. and all of those things are actually on her resume. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, Especially it's now. Yeah, but, um, and you had a couple of, uh, you know, like I said, Jillian. We had Tori. Uh, we had Victoria who came in. Oh, man, she looked good, actually. She looked pretty uh, pretty dominant in yeah, there. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, a couple other legends. Now, here's something that me and CM Funk uh, kind of had some words about. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> at one point in time, uh, we had somebody enter the Royal Rumble. I, th- I might have been Victoria. I can't remember who. But our um, truth came out. And with the twenty four seven title, and he ran up to the to the ring apron. And he was like, "Oh, my bad, wrong rumble. I'm actually okay with that part of it." That should have happened last year when <laughs> the twenty four seven championship was like at its was high hot. two years ago. Whenever yeah. it was at its highest peak, that's when that should happen. So, I was calling for it then. And so at this point in time, that's when uh, the mid carters who were not in the men's Royal Rumble came running out the. Uh, I can't remember who's on that list now. Doesn't matter. Changes every every uh, week. But they they ran out, and I think one of the women pinned. I might have been Ivory. Uh, I Alicia Fox. I'm sorry, Alicia was one of the legends. Alicia Fox. That's right, because she pinned our truth yeah, to win did. the 24/7 yeah. title, and then uh, she got eliminated from the Rumble, and our truth pinned her back to win back the 24/7 title, and then they ran all through the crowd and whatever, and got away. So, yeah, I think that whole thing would have made more sense last year. The 24-7 title really has not had the impact that it could have. Um, and that's a missed opportunity because everything is now television and social media. They could do it every week. Um, but they don't. And you well, could do it with you know some well, more... I, well, I feel like they started off that way. They did. They started off using a lot of social media and a lot of him just being in regular places. Yeah. Well, they. I don't know if anybody saw Super Bowl weekend... Uh, he actually lost the twenty four seven title, Doug Flutie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then won it back. They were having, yeah. some, they were having they were some doing. sort of celebrity fo- yeah. football thing or whatever. He so. is the fifty one time 24 seven champion. But no, uh, I, but to where you're heading with this, I thought it was disrespectful to the women of the that's of the Rumble. where we were talking. They to me they wouldn't have done the same thing in the men's Royal Rumble. You know they would not have. I mean, they do enough crazy, stupid things, you know, for all the Rumble matches. But to me, to bring in all these men, it was almost like you had to, oh, we have to have guys in it because they're the ones that sell or, you know, or whatever, you know. And all. And to me, it was just disrespectful, hmm. you know. Like, had it, like I said, last year, had it just been Truth coming out going, oh, my bad. And then he just, like, you know, he leaves or, or the women all, you know, get, gang up on him and throw him over, you know. It was funny. It would have been funny because it was at the peak of its, you know, of its hype and all. Okay. Now it's like a nothing, you know, spot, just a waste of time, 
And meanwhile, the women were having a really good Royal Rumble match. I think it and was. It just kind of, to me, it threw a, a wrench into it all. But I, I, I think I think I can go. I can go both ways. On I think I thought about that when True first came out. Like, is this disrespectful to the women? But then I thought about, well, they've had a lot of uh, a few different women's Royal Rumbles where yeah, nothing this like is this has ever one. happened. Yeah, this is the fourth one, and this is the first time that you've seen something like right. this. And we've had a lot of great women's Royal Rumbles, so I didn't feel that. WWE in this moment was being so I guess uh, what would term be misogynistic yeah, against right, them yeah, yeah. because I was like we've seen them go I mean I think the the women's Royal Rumble what was the one it main evented the Royal Rumble right it did when Ronda Rousey won Oscar won yeah yeah, yeah. yeah Oscar won so I was like I was like okay I do feel like it was I feel like what you're like it was unnecessary because the twenty four seven it's just not as popular and as yeah. fun as it used to be I think we can always get a good laugh when truth comes out at the wrong time, but the access of having the people chase him and stuff, it was like, I didn't really care about that. I didn't, we see that every week, yeah. right, you know, all the, the time. Guys. Right, so, so just have him come out, yeah. get in the ring, go, oops, my bad, my bad. but then have someone, one of the women pin, pin him. him. You know? There you go, have Alicia right. Fox pin him. Right, leave the, all the chases yes. out of it. Yeah, leave the yeah. chase. To that me, that's a perfect fine. book. Yeah, do, I'm good. Do the chase thing backstage on a spot in between matches well, or something. Well, and then they came back and they had the break where they talked to the, um, you know, the the uh, Charlie and Booker T and right. Peter Rosenberg, and Rosenberg pins uh, our truth at that point and wins the title. And right. it's like, all right, that's so, true. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like we're just repeating now. Yeah, and, uh, I don't know. Anyway, I I, I like uh, I see where you're going with it, CM Funk. I like it both ways. That the uh, that uh, Big Ugly's talking about. It. I mean, it's I don't know if it, if it was the first women's Royal Rumble ever, I would have said disrespectful all the way. Now that this is number four that they've had, every every match, especially one that's going to last an hour, needs a ha ha spot. Um, now they could have done it differently, of course. Um, you know, they didn't have to take up an entire 90-second spot in the whole thing in the match. They could have, like I said, R-Truth come out, oh, my bad, and just either run away or get pinned and run away. Um, that's fine. But it happened. Um, and it's, I kind of equate it to Santino Morella being Santina uh, coming out as a guy dressed like a woman in the Roman's Royal Rumble, which, has, which happened last year, I think. Um, and also... You look at Nia Jax uh, or people like Beth Phoenix or people, women that have been in the men's Royal Rumble, where there's been 33, 34 men's Royal Rumbles, doesn't really disrespect the guys for having a woman in the match. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I see, you know, there's a couple different ways to see it, but I think if it was the very first Royal Rumble for the women and that happened, and they, yeah, I would have been like, yeah. nah, yeah. man. No, you're, you guys are absolutely right. Like, this I, is pissing in the face. Right, not to badger the point. I think, Badger. I think had, we don't need no stinking badgers. <laughs> Sorry. But I really think had the 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 chase group not come out. Yeah, yeah, they didn't. I'd have had a different feeling about it. Yeah, yeah. that was. I bad. think that was I think mistake. that's what it was. I think you guys make a good point with that. And so. those are the those, those are like I said. I mean, no, nothing against those guys. They just don't have anything for them right now. But what are they doing? Well, have I mean, them come out in the men's rumble then. You know, I mean, it makes yeah. more sense. Have then. them do the chase scene in between spots at the r men's Royal rumble where you gotta have up and down anyway. You can't just have high. Ha, I know, ha, I know. Ha, yeah, ha, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need ha-ha, especially I, in the men's room. I think, and the other thing is, like, I, I think I'm, I'm getting tired of the chase scene. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, like it's like, all right, so you guys have been doing this for months. You haven't it's smartened like the build up. Yeah. formula. Yeah. It's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's right. like, right. As, work, as a chaser, together, right, you know? as a chaser, right, right. work together, plot something. It's like a whole bunch of Wiley Coyotes chasing the road runner. They're never going to get it. They're never going to get it. That's fantastic. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. Sorry. Anyway. 
Um, so yeah, and, and, but uh, other than that, I mean, uh, it was a very well thought out rumble. I think every woman did a great job. Uh, there was not a lot of blown spots. There was not a lot of sloppiness. I mean, I think they took it. I mean, and all the people that uh, we were I was having this conversation with uh, somebody, it takes a lot to put the rumble together. Not only the 30 participants that are actually in the match, but all the referees that are around with the earpieces calling stuff, excuse me, calling stuff out. Everybody in the gorilla position in the back that's calling stuff to the referees. And then you got all the producers and agents and everybody. You got cameras that need to take, you know, certain angles and certain shots of all this stuff going on. This is an hour match at least. So this is a long thing with a lot of people. So I got to give it up to them. You know, You're they right. did a great job. And I'm glad they stuck with the Women's Royal Rumble. I'm glad it's not an afterthought. I'm glad it's not a come-down match. I'm glad it is a legitimate thing now. Yeah. It, they absolutely deserve it. Yep, definitely. And Bianca. Uh, let's let's talk about Bianca. Um, Can I just, uh, just real quick? Go ahead. I, I, got, I have one other down thing okay. for, the, for the women's match. Because I actually love the women's match Good. otherwise. But... Bailey got eliminated and nobody saw it. That, see, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't they know. Were, I, think so was, I was, was wondering if I missed it. Yeah, I was like, we all ba- were wondering. I was, like, I was like, is Bailey still in this or no? Wait, <laughs> I, I went to let the dog out. Yeah. And like that quick, I came back yeah. and I'm like, where's Bailey? She's been yeah. here for 35 minutes and yeah. no one's talking about her. But I think it was during the Lacey Evans entrance, it was. wasn't it? Yeah. It was. So I don't know who, I don't know who jumped the gun on that one. Because some, I, I don't remember who eliminated Bailey. I don't know if it was Bianca. I can't I think remember. It might have been Bianca. Yeah, but it, the thing is, they they were focused on the one thing, which is we're actually watching it now and winning a brawl. Ric Flair and Lacey Evans, and then Charlotte attacking Lacey. But then at that same time, when all that was happening, Bailey was eliminated. Now, the timing of that, it was the one thing that could have been different. Yeah. I don't know who jumped the gun. But Bailey is a superstar. She is not a mid-carder. If she gets eliminated from the Royal Rumble, and especially since she was number one, it's a big deal. That's a good right. Big deal. Right. Yeah. Um, totally got me. Yeah. They replayed it. She's I think, an they did replay it. She's an ex-champion. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was there for a while. Yeah. Right. She, she was probably the biggest women's star this whole past year. Yeah, uh, exactly. that's, and that's why I thought she would win because yeah. you know it, it goes along. You know, we've had Oscar win. We've had Becky Lynch win. We've had Charlotte win. Bailey comes from that same NXT class. It's about that time. Now, Bianca. Uh, I mean, yeah, that, that could have been done different with Bailey. I still got Bailey for good things in the future. Bianca. Um, I, I could, okay, she's definitely good uh, at what she does. She's got a great gimmick. She's very good in the ring. She's good on the microphone. Is it too soon, or is this a Kofi Kingston thing to where... You know, you don't necessarily expect her to win, even though she got a big push of momentum all the way up to the Rumble in the last couple of weeks. And can she sustain it all the way into WrestleMania? CM Funk, I'll start with you. Well, first, I don't think uh, WWE produces a uh, an entire show about Bianca Belair that they air right before the Royal Rumble <laughs> and then have her lose it. So uh, um, but that's, that's what I thought about AJ Styles, but we'll get uh, we'll get back to that. Um, I think she's fine. You know, I think the women's um, divisions or both brands need some fresh, you know, blood. And hey, I think okay. Bianca is perfect. I think Rhea Ripley would be the other one that's going to be really good for, I'm sure she'll end up on Raw since Bianca's on SmackDown. But, yeah. um, I, you know, my only issue with Bianca Belair right now <clears throat> is that they've completely, to me, they've completely changed her gimmick from Amen. what it was in NXT. Amen. Like in NXT, she was a badass. And she was just, she was kind of that, that, Heal, not heal, you know. That, right, that, EST, everything. She's the best. Right, and all. And now she's just, it's this, she's the super athlete, she's a goodie. It's almost like what they... Thank you, and I appreciate it, and my parents love me. And yeah, I like, and her problems are horrible. I don't yeah. care how real they are, that's great. I know she's excited and happy, but 
I couldn't listen to it. Yeah. Like, I walked away to get a drink because I was just like, I don't want to hear this. Go let the dog out again. You won't miss anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, 100%. And we talked about this for years, Big Ugly. When they make the transition from NXT to WWE uh, up to the main roster. They just screw it up. Yeah. It's like, you need, if it's working there, you got to give it a chance to work. Yeah. Like, they they let her win the Rumble, and she did great in the Rumble. And I think she played the gimmick in the Rumble very well. She used the hair, you know, uh, smacking people, tying people up, whatever. And then um, just after the Rumble, they interviewed her, I think Kayla Braxton or somebody, and she was crying. Okay, you won the Rumble. You get that moment right there when you get interviewed after the Rumble. But then you got to turn back into the bad bitch. Right, because you got to be the character. Like, how that's are what you I want to see is the yeah, character. I need the character to go to all three of those shows and, and, and tease each champion and be like, you know, bitch, I can take you, but maybe I won't. You know, whatever. Um, th- now, this week... I feel like they were too busy still trying to sell the documentary that they just did. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was very humanizing, too, because it, it got really deep into her family, into her into her life and everything. So, the, you know, the, doc, the doc did a good job for what it did, but... Right, and again, those things are all well and good, but, but they're when you're on separate. the actual wrestling sports yeah. entertainment program, yeah. you got to be the character. Yeah. Like, you got to be who That's you are. the character I want to see take into WrestleMania. Yeah. What do you think, Big Ugly? Yeah, so, I mean, as far as Bianca Belair, I, I agree with, like, the assessment on her character in NXT, like, in, in the change and everything. I've never been a huge Bianca Belair fan. Like, I, I feel like I would have expected or maybe even like to see Rhea Ripley be mm-hmm. the one. She's gotten more of a push over the past year. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I, in some way, it felt like the Bianca thing came out of nowhere. But it I did. guess that's a good thing. Uh, you know, it's how you give somebody a push. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I'm just... Watching to see what happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm like indifferent on her, I guess I should say. Yeah, and and I, I, I kind of feel the same way. I don't mean to like jump in again here, but I almost feel like they're forcing a first. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mean this in a bad way and or disrespectful way at all. But they're aiming for Bianca versus Sasha. Yep. The first African American versus African American yep. women's title WrestleMania. I never thought about that. Main yeah. event, air quote, main event, you know, type of a thing. And I don't, again, no disrespect no. meant in that at all because both of them are deserved by but far. But it's like when you look at it realistically, there somebody like Rhea has earned that spot. Yeah, exactly. More than Bianca, based right. off of the way they've been pushing her. Exactly. Bianca yeah. could have been a political move uh, because it doesn't make sense as far as push storyline, like you're saying, Big Ugly. But it could make sense. In a political move, because WrestleMania is going to be seen by more people than anybody, because that's the one that's watched. And if WrestleMania is supportive of the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, you know that's going to be a big political thing for the WWE, which is also going to turn into a big uh, following thing for the WWE once they finally get fans back into the arena and and people watching. Uh, and and by the way, we just got to throw this in: the WWE Network will basically be no more because. Peacock is taking it over in March. Yep. Um, streaming service through NBC Universal. Um, basically, Xfinity has it, um, which is great. Uh, and and Peacock, I think you're going to be able to still pay for premium services to not have ads or whatever. But you know, the WWE Network that we've been pushing for $9.99 all this time, uh, never seen a dime of it. But yeah, <laughs> going to be Peacock. Uh, so not, I can not necessarily see, a bad thing because I mean. Yeah. You're now getting the WWE Network and more. Now, see, I don't mind what you're already paying. Yeah, I, I, and, and you watch Office. Anytime. Hell yeah, yeah. The Office. And and see, that's where I go into this political thing. If you're get, if you're having Bianca Belair win the Royal Rumble in January, 
the changeovers in March and then WrestleMania is in April, you definitely will have a viewership seeing this, and you mentioned it, the f- probably leading up to the first all-African-American women's main event, and I don't know if it would end the show as the main event. Probably not, but they could do it. You never well, know. Two, two nights, so it could end. It could end one, one night. night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it could be the biggest on one night, which is absolutely true. Yeah, and, and I hate when they, like... When you can tell that WWE is forcing something, yeah, you know, or pushing for something, like Absolutely. you know, and it's like, it's like, you know, let it happen because it probably would happen organically. Yeah, like yes. you know, I mean, Bianca's Bianca's one that I see going up against Sasha without yeah. without a question. Right. Yeah. you know, especially to have new blood in there and mm-hmm. all, but just kind of let it, yeah, let it go on its own, see what happens with it, and all instead of just. Again, it's like the Roman Reigns thing. Instead of pushing it down your throat, you know, and then all of a sudden people are going to turn on it. And, and then yeah. Bianca's going to get cancer, you. and then uh, well, she's going to be up for 6 to 12. Stop. I'm sorry. Uh, that can't help. I'm sorry. <laughs> Terrible. He came back, and, you know, Roman's doing great. But anyway, so Bianca Belair, congratulations. You know, she won. I, I, I'm not... I'm not completely sold on it yet, but, you know, I, I'm okay with it. It's, it's different if you have somebody, you know, that like... Uh, Oh, and I just want to throw this out there with the women's row on with Natalia, number 30, wearing gold, not wearing pink and black. Now, that's different. Um, matter of fact, I couldn't tell her apart from Lana for a yeah. minute. They, they looked exactly <laughs> the, the same. same thing. <laughs> and they were both wearing flesh-colored things, so I think they were both like, I couldn't see them at all, like John Cena. But anyway. Um, okay. Now, now, uh, Bianca Belair. Congratulations. Let's talk about the Men's Royal Rumble, which um, ended the show. And then after this, we will take a break because I know people probably want to go to the bathroom. People got uh, Broken Skull IPA. Maybe not us, but maybe our listeners. Just maybe hit, they can the pause pa- hit the pause button. Hit the pause right. button. <laughs> pull over to the side of the road. You know, it's not live. It's uh, Memorex. So, but anyway. Okay, Men's Royal Rumble. We knew who was coming in, number one, which was um, announced maybe a week before. that. First of all, Edge was going to be in the Royal Rumble, and then he was going to be number one. Number two, Randy Orton. Okay, Edge and Randy Orton. First time this year. You know, whatever. Um, And we didn't know, basically, we only knew about half of the other entrants in the Rumble. Okay, so the start of the Rumble, it comes out, actually starts hot. Edge comes out, gets his intro, his pyro. Randy Orton comes out, Edge just jumps out of the ring and just, you know, starts wailing. Um, You know, Rumble, Rumble, Rumble. And eventually, Randy Orton gets taken out, I think, by Edge. And um, Randy Orton actually gets taken to the back in between, like, numbers five, six, seven, whatever. Now you know where this is going. This has happened before in the Rumble. He hasn't been eliminated. He hadn't gone over the top rope. He had not touched the floor. So, but you can forget about it for 30 or 45 minutes. Um, Before we get into what happened at the end, let's talk about favorite uh, things in the Rumble. I've got one. I'm going to save it. You guys might bring it up, you know, because it was cool. But <laughs> literally, what was your favorite spot of the Rumble there, uh, Big Ugly? I don't know. Okay. I, I don't think I had a favorite spot. No, you, did yeah. you like the Rumble? The Rumble's cool. I just don't think there was nothing that, like, stuck out to be like. Nothing uh, stuck out to you? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I agree. There there wasn't anything that really, like, you know, there wasn't a spot, I guess. Yes. There was some, there was a surprise entrant. I'll let Two Mike, surprise entrants. I'll, 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 let, I'll, let, uh, I'll, I'll let Mike over here have his, um, have his moment when he, when we get around to him <laughs> telling it all. For yeah, because, yeah. Uh, we both it, 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 It's too cool. So, um. Not necessarily too cool, but it was cool. It, it was cool. Um. <laughs> I, I tell you, I had one issue with Edge and Orton being one two. Okay, I I didn't mind it. You know, I got it. I understood the story behind it, but 
They've been building Sami Zayn to be this, you know, everybody's against him. It's a conspiracy. Yeah. That was built for Sami Zayn to come out number one. Yeah. Like, you know, eventually lose. He wasn't winning the match. But then he comes out number three, which was as close as you could get him. Yeah. And all. But it kind of like. Yeah. It kind of just was like, oh, it takes a little something off of Yeah. Because you got Edge and Orton already going at it, taking all your attention. And then Sami coming out with this big controversy storyline, but it gets buried. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ed, I love Ed Sammy Zane, by could the have way. equally come out as two and three and still did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they yeah. you know, Sammy Zane could have been announced as number one. Don't announce who number two is, and then or, you know, Edge and Orton or, could come out three and four. Edge comes out as number two. Fine, okay. You, yeah. That way you have a heel and face starting off. Yeah, sure. and then Orton comes in at three, knowing the bad blood with Edge and Orton. Then it becomes a big surprise. Edge jumps out of the ring, still can attack. Him, could do the know. same thing, right? And but, keep the conspiracy storyline for Sammy right. to keep going. And I know that's a small thing. That's like, oh. that's like a smart thing to you know get get behind the Sammy. That's a huge but, thing, I think, yeah. because you know that's a big storyline in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but and of course, let's talk about this. Last year in the Royal Rumble, um, in front of live audience, uh, Edge comes back after nine years. Uh, huge pop. You know, not a lot of people knew he was coming. Uh, you know, that's great. Return did not win last year, which is good. I'm okay with that. Um, but they didn't want to do the same thing again this year because it's not really much of a surprise. He's been out for six to nine months or whatever. So they announced him. But they also announced him against Orton, which is a, a huge feud, which I think we're done with the Edge-Orton thing uh, at this point in God, time. I hope so. Um, you know, but anyway. Uh, number eight. Good old number. See, I'm going to just put this out there right now. Um, when I heard that music, the spit, I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. I popped. I jumped out of my chair by myself right here in the penthouse. Um, Carlito Caribbean cool. I don't know if that was in your time frame of watching uh, pro wrestling. Um, he needs to go in the Hall of Fame before we even had that discussion. But anyway, he, he looked jacked, dude. First of all, he was, uh, uh, you know, the biggest thing about him was his hair back then. Um, you know, but he was still very good. It made a bit of huge impact. But, man, he was jacked. Um, Dude, he was more jacked than he was just a few years ago in uh, Glow, because he was in, what, season one and season two of Glow. He was, and he also came out uh, on stage at the Hall of Fame in a suit to uh, induct, I think, was it Dad? It was his yeah. father, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, man, I, I loved Carlito. Everything he did. Now, he had the apple in his hand, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, shit, they can't do this, because you can't <laughs> spit at anybody, right? If you did that, you're getting... Right. Killed, like I mean, like literally. Um, so he had the apple. I can't remember who he was in the ring with, but uh, he had the apple, and then somebody took the apple from him, and the apple just got thrown away. But um, no, they teased the spit spot. Now on SmackDown this past week, he didn't even come out with the apple, which pisses me off. But uh, he needs the apple. Um, but anyway, <laughs> because he's not going to spit in the face, he's going to spit in his face mask six feet away from people who do not want to be cool. That's what it is. That's good. Uh, that's see. That's the next thing. Yeah. You know the Carlito um, um, face mask with the with the apple on. It. That's yeah. all. That's all I need. <laughs> um, and he lasted 20, 30 minutes. I knew he wasn't going to win, but man, he looked good. I loved. That's uh, an entrant, a surprise entrant to me. I had no clue, uh, but I heard it and I loved it. That was yeah. great. Agreed. Um, there was another surprise entrant. I'll let you explain that one. But anything else stand out other than the other surprise entrant? I'm about to say number 24. No, I mean I, I was not watching during Carlito's run. I mean I know yeah. Carlito. I've seen the highlights. Sure. I know the gimmick. Um, but 
So I guess for me, it didn't mean as much because right. I'm just not as familiar. To the folks who watched the rally. Yeah, but I could tell he was jacked compared to like yeah, when he was I mean, in there the first yeah, time. My yeah. God, he was like good. Yeah, yeah. It was like that Drew McIntyre change, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like like he'd, he'd been on the voids. Yeah. Not that I'm saying anybody's doing that. Yeah. Yeah. He might have been on them and then he wor- he worked them out. Yeah, so it, yeah. he can't be, he shouldn't be on them right now. Um, but, so we had a pretty good balanced out rumble again. Um, <clears throat> okay, we got to talk about the surprise. We got to talk about 24. the other surprise. Who was 24? Dude, dude, was Christian. 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 Yeah, right. yeah, like, yeah. Where, where did that come from? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I never thought I would see him in the ring again. Like, after everything, you know, with Edge coming back, and especially everything where you see Christian on television, he doesn't talk about anything like that. So that was a real well-kept secret. Apparently, he didn't even know until a couple of days before that uh, he had the option of doing that. And he went in. Him and Edge had a big reunion. I was waiting for the turn. Immediately, I'm thinking to myself, this is a way to get uh, Christian against Edge right, know, at right, some point yeah. in time. And it's got to be, uh, Christian's got to be the heel because he's the one coming back with no steam. But, man, that was awesome. He looked great. He, did, he never had a real good build or a body, yeah. but he was always had stamina. He's, he still looked like Christian. He looked like exactly. Christian. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, yes. I, I didn't see him miss a step. I didn't see him blow any spots. I didn't see him mess anything up. Uh, and it was great to see him yeah. out there. And he was a Final Four. He was Final <laughs> Four. <laughs> yeah. like, like, are you kidding yeah, Well, that was like Mr. Perfect coming out in that one moment yeah. way back away. Yeah, it's like, where the hell was Mr. Perfect coming from? Yeah, was and he was a Final Four. 2001, I think. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the Rumble where Maven eliminated The Undertaker. Right. Ah! Unbelievable. But you knew Triple H was coming back after a surgery or something, and he was the Final Four. He was going to win or whatever it was. But, no, see, that's the kind of stuff I like with the Rumble. It, uh, you know, there was a couple of blown spots, a couple of wasted spots. I think we'll talk about the Hurricane. And Kane. And Kane. <laughs> Anything that rhymes with Kane. Uh, and both uh, of them were in bad shape. Like, uh, really bad shape. Yeah, I mean, Hurricane's been they, in bad shape for a couple years now. He's, he's made a couple guest spots. and Well, like they say, round, round is a shape. So, it is a shape. Know, yeah. Kane, too, though. I, mean, I got he, nothing he, against he, him. He has not been in good shape for a while, either. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 did, I did read somewhere where, where Kane took his uh, winning or his money for showing up and put it into one of the uh, the funds for the government for Knox County. Which is good. Like I that. mean, yeah. uh, that's fine. You know, like, I don't mind doing that, but it's a wasted spot in the role. You got so much talent uh, on all three rosters. I think both of those spots could have been used a little bit more, you know, yeah. a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. yeah and I think that uh, we've seen a hurricane. I, I, I like to see people come back, people like Christian that you haven't seen or Carlito. Hurricanes come back for a few Royal Rumbles now. Yeah, it's not a surprise. It's not anymore. a surprise anymore. Exactly. Right. Like you know, if I hear Shawn Michaels music hit, right. yeah, or Triple H, I'm gonna be like, oh damn, like Triple H, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I, I think the thing with the Hurricane was partially because he was just on the AEW show. Yeah. Like like six months ago. So yeah. right. So it was kind of like kind of weird, you know, kind of a oh hey, this guy still Helms is still in good standing yeah. with everybody apparently. Right. You know. So yeah, and that's good for him, you know. Politically, but I mean, it just doesn't make any sense on the Rumble, and he didn't—he didn't really do anything. He went for the double choke slam spot. He got thrown right out, you know, whatever it is. Now, Kane. This is the only... I don't mind Kane. I love Kane. I think he's a company man. He's done a lot over the years. I think his time in the ring is done. I think he can still do things uh, outside of the ring uh, with a lot of different gimmicks. But here's my problem with this. Dolph Ziggler came out a couple of numbers before him, and they were building up Ziggler. Ziggler, you know, uh, next to Kane, is the all-time entrant in the Royal Rumble. Like, he's been in 17 Rumbles or whatever the case may be. And they were building up Ziggler, building up Ziggler for a, a minute or 90 seconds. 
And then when Kane came out, nobody cared. I was like, oh, well, you know, Ziggler was approaching Kane's record. Now Kane just took... Right, the, right. They're going back up on him. He didn't get any closer. Yeah. Like, shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, and Dolph Ziggler's been with the company for so damn yeah. long, and he's been up and down and up and down, but he's still got juice left in him. Like, Kane does not. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Um, no no offense to Kane, though. Let's say, you know, two, three years from now, Royal Rumble, surprise entry. Mm-hmm. Do you ever bring somebody like The Undertaker back into the mm-hmm. Royal Rumble? Not the Rumble. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think Not so. Not the Rumble. I, you okay. know, I get where you're going with that, and you know the, the wish from it and all, but uh, I just don't see it. Okay. Yeah. Here's here's what I don't mind though. The kind of this happened in Philadelphia with the Royal Rumble, Chris Benoit one that never happened. Um, in the middle, like Undertaker's been gone for like six months. Like there was a number, like Kane came out like somewhere, and there was this whole Undertaker Kane thing was happening. And at one point, the number went down, and the buzzer. The gong, the Undertaker gong hit, and you never saw the Undertaker. He never came out. He never got in the ring. But the fact that the gong happened, now I'll take that if okay. he wants to give somebody else the rub. But I don't want to see him come down the ring, get in the ring, yeah. and wrestle. Okay. I don't want to see that. So I got I got one last thing because I, I know we got to get to our break and everything here and all. So I had one really major issue outside of the Sami Zayn thing, which I mentioned earlier and all. I did. So... Uh, Jey Uso was advertised for the Royal Rumble match. He yep. was actually one of the first ones to come out and say he declared for it. And he all, like, did weeks declare ago. for it. Because that's what he can do. Then he didn't show up in it. Nope. And then the person that assumably took his his uh, position was Ricochet. Yep. Who just two or three weeks earlier had to wrestle a match against AJ Styles to try to get a spot in the, in the Rumble match. And, and lost! lost. <laughs> so... I got no problems with the whole trying to win your way into the Royal Rumble thing or Raw or SmackDown or whatever. But don't don't somewhere down the road just let the guy back into the Royal Rumble match because your other guy may or may not have had COVID. <laughs> you know that we're never going to talk about and all and like and then to not mention that Jey Uso was out. You know, for make up a story. I don't make care. Is that you? Just say he was injured. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, got like, a couple of backstage promos with Roman and and uh, Paul Heyman. Let them say something right. about it. You've got he's three, taking care of family business, and you've got know. three thousand superstars on your roster that aren't being used. You know, right. put Mojo Rawley in there. I don't Thank care. You. Just yeah. don't yeah. throw someone out there that lost yeah. their chance of getting in. No, there's a bunch of guys chasing our true friendly. Oh my lord. <laughs> And our truth himself. Why not him be in the ring? You know, what the hell? Yeah. He but, could come in and say, "Oh my bad, Rumble." Yeah. Oh, Rumble. Yeah. Say it again. Like, no, it's the right Rumble. Get in here. Um, okay. Now, before we talk about the winner, uh, you know, we'll talk about this the whole declaring yourself. Now, how come some people can declare themselves in the Rumble, and then other people got to fight for their spots? This makes no sense. You got to be one or the other. If you want to declare, you declare. But if, if you declare, it's like, I declare I want to have a spot in the Rumble. Okay, you're going to have a match done against so-and-so. Uh, whoever wins that match gets in the Rumble. they got so many superstars that they can do that and then not make any crosso- uh, you know, crossover or whatever. Thing. I don't think anybody should be allowed to declare. I don't think anybody Rumble. should. Yeah. you got to earn that shit. Yeah, this, is a, this is a chance to main event WrestleMania and challenge a champion of your choice. You shouldn't just declare that shit. Right. And it makes your shows. It makes your Raw and SmackDown. It gives you matches for weeks Amen. on end. Right, right. And gives right. you different matches, different too, because matches. it's different people declaring. Right. Yeah. Ah, okay, so right, WWE, figure yeah, this it out. It writes itself. Yeah. Writes <laughs> itself, man. Yeah. Uh, so we had... Um, the winner. Edge. The winner was Edge. Oh, right. We never talked about that. <laughs> no, we didn't, because nobody saw it coming. Uh, I certainly did not. I did not see it. Did, did I actually you? thought Orton was going to eliminate it. I was like, Orton's going to be... 
he's going to WrestleMania. They kept talking about him yeah. being a, the only other three-time winner other than Stone Cold Steve Austin. And 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 I loved. I gotta say, I loved the way that the camera worked on this. That Edge threw out, um, not Christian, but. Uh, is it Rollins? Uh, Rollins or Riddle? One of those. Oh, two. shoot. Rollins came back. We Rollins did. Uh, we just passed over that because <laughs> it is what it is. Um, he had a kid. Congratulations. Kid, congratulations. Um, but no, it, you know, Edge threw out Orton and they came up real close on the camera on Edge. And even the announcers went, Edge wins the Royal Rumble. Edge wins the Royal Rumble. And then all of a sudden the camera pans back and you see, I knew it was coming. You see Randy Orton hits the RKO. Now talk about not protecting a finisher. Five <laughs> seconds, he picks up Edge, and then Edge turns around and throws Orton out, and then Edge is celebrating, not selling. Uh, uh, F, F the finisher. I was talking about that was the one of the only finishers that was protected. I was wrong. It's over. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it that way. I did. Right. That's right. the first damn thing I thought about. It's like RKO. He hit the R. If he would have came in and just like. Knocked him down or kicked him in the balls, but it doesn't make sense for him to do anything else except hit the RKO out of nowhere, which he did, and he wasted no time. He did exactly what a veteran of the ring should do. Picked him right up. He took him, and now he could have thrown him over to the close rope instead of the far rope, but he need, you needed to get some momentum. But Edge did turn the corner, and he turned Randy Orton around, which I didn't expect. I thought Randy Orton was going to win right there. And then I thought we were going to have three more months of Edge versus Orton. <laughs> and we kind of still might, but... I didn't, no, neither one, none, none of the three of us, probably a lot of people didn't think Edge was going to win. Yeah. Um, so, does he deserve the win? Can he, uh, yes, he can sustain it, absolutely. He can sustain a storyline, he can sustain whatever he wants to do. Does he deserve it, and does he make it to WrestleMania, and does he win a championship? Let's start with CM Funk. He deserves it, yes. Okay. Um... Just, I mean, because of what he's gone through, you know, I mean, and he's, yeah, he's Edge, you know. Uh, you need the star power, so for a WrestleMania match, Edge is star power that you don't probably have on your current roster. Right. Um, as far as being the one to, or as far as winning, because I won't say who's going to wrestle, because we don't really know we for don't know a yet. fact. I, I don't know that he should win the title at all. Okay. I don't know that, first off, he doesn't need it. The only reason he could win it is because they need someone with star power or mm -hmm. drawing power to get, you know, uh, ratings, you know, back at this mm -hmm. point. So um, that that's all I have to say about that. Very ugly. Okay. You're saying does, does he, he deserve it? Does he deserve it? Uh, kind of. <laughs> so I don't, what, what I say is like, all right, so I, I've not been a huge, uh, I've not been like a, an actor. Uh, Edgehead? No, I, I like Edge. All right, let me say this. Okay. I don't mind Legends coming back and, you know, taking spots in like Dosa. Okay. But Edge, when Edge won, it kind of felt like it was like, man, like WWE. Like, I started feeling like, okay, maybe there is an actual problem with WWE and using old talent. Because I'm like... At the start of the show, we just watched Goldberg, a 50-something-year-old man, you know, a legend in the business, but they used him to once again, like, pop the ratings to go up against your champion. Like, mm -hmm. he's a championship contender. Mm -hmm. Now you've got Edge, and you automatically dump, when he comes back from an injury, you dump him back into the championship contention as well. And it's like, Edge is also a legend. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, has he earned it? Absolutely, just based off of, like, 
the fact that he, he, he's edge. But as far as like, you know, I, I, I'm like, listen, when Daniel Bryan got injured and he came back, they after after being champion, they did not push Daniel Bryan back to the moon. Like he had to pretty much start over, and mm-hmm. they put him in like the IC competition and stuff like that to be Intercontinental Champion. And he's Edge comes back off of like this long injury, and he's automatically pretty much about the go face for the championship. And it's just like there's an obvious reason to that because anybody else, any of the younger talent, they would have been like, ah, I'm not sure, you know. So <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like. I feel like Edge winning is great. I like Edge. I think it is going to add a lot of star power to WrestleMania. It's going to make it entertaining. Edge is great on a microphone. Like, his promos are phenomenal. He's a good actor. If anybody watched Vikings, he was in that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, he did very Like, uh, you know, you watch Vikings? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, man. I, I, I would watch it, and I'm like, damn, for a minute, I forgot that was Edge. Right, like, right. That's Edge. <laughs> so, so, very good. Anyway, let's get off topic. But what I'm saying is that I think that Edge winning cool. I just feel like... Edge winning the Royal Rumble is is showing me and making me see that, like, man, WWE, maybe they really do have an issue with building new stars that they keep coming back to the well of using legends. And it's like, it's a scary problem because it's like, eventually, these guys can't come back mm-hmm. continually. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, you know, we're here. Cool. But how long are we going to drag this out? We keep drawing from these guys. So that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, right before we take our break here, I see it two ways. I, I don't. I everything you just said, I agree with it. He's you know great for him. He run the rumble. He, it's not that he doesn't deserve it. The last time he had a run in WWE, he was forced out. You know, with a neck injury, he was actually forced to retire and relinquish the championship. Um, and never thought he would come back ever. You know, but after nine, ten years, he found a way back, which is great. That's a long time. Um, now putting him in the title picture, maybe, maybe not. Um, but I do think that there's a couple of other people that are on their current run or on their last run that have been working their asses off that could have legitimately won that Rumble. Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, uh, it's, um, I, I, I don't want to put it... Uh, let's see. I'm going to look at a couple other things. You know, I, I always said something about The Miz, but The Miz having the money in the bank briefcase is actually pretty cool. I actually like that. Um, I, he could c- jump in anywhere. Um but especially the Daniel Bryan and, and AJ Styles. They're both on their last runs. They're both approaching 40 or a little bit over 40. Over 40. Yeah, they're not, you know, they've got a bunch of kids now, and they're, they're not going to be full-time performers, you know, coming up in the next year or two especially. But those two have worked their asses off, like, every week. And, and I'm not talking, like, just legitimate, like, little piddly matches. I mean, real big matches. So if those two worked hard and won the Rumble, I'm okay with that. Edge... Has worked hard for what he has done, but let's look at this logistically. He came back in the Royal Rumble last year. He did not win. He wrestled at WrestleMania on the pre-tape with Randy Orton, last man standing, 45 minutes, whatever that was. He wrestled the greatest wrestling match ever, quote-unquote, and then he got hurt. Um, During that, I think it was. So he's wrestled, uh, he's been in the ring three times. Yes, but he's wrestled for like four hours. I understand. <laughs> I get it. It, it. You know, but it and and it's star power. It's edge. It's not like this is Batista where he comes back and oh, he's been acting for years and he can't hold it in the ring or whatever. It's not like that. It, this is edge. And yes, he's great on the mic. He's going to take it all the way up to WrestleMania and whoever he ends up facing, which more than likely it'll be Drew McIntyre. More than likely. But you never know now with this whole elimination chamber, which we're going to talk about after the break. But um, I, 
I think Edge winning was a surprise to a lot of people. Um, but I think he's handling it well, and we'll talk about that shortly after the break. And uh, go ahead. Never mind. It's completely different. <laughs> I was gonna, I was going to ask you. You mentioned Batista, and I was going to ask, like, you I know did. what? Batista took time away. He went and act, and he then did. he came back. I felt like he wasn't well-received. Edge took time away. He was acting, too, and he came back. But then I was like, then I thought about it. I was like, but Edge was forced to retire exactly. compared to Batista, who chose to leave. So I was like, never mind. And no. Batista quit as a heel. So, I mean, it, yeah, that's that's what it was. And that's how he retired his first time. Edge came back to a huge human pop last year at the Royal Rumble, which was great. And then he didn't have any time to take those fans in because COVID hit. Yeah. See, I think that going back, I know beating a dead horse, but I think that that would have been a better way to bring Batista back would have been something like the Royal Rumble. Then I think they brought him back on like a Raw or something in D.C. Of course, he got a huge pop and everything. But I feel like... By the time they got to the Royal Rumble, it's like, you know, people are kind of like trying to guess about that. Yep. Yeah. The Royal Rumble would have been a good. It would have been better as a surprise as opposed to. Yeah. 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 And I think if he had one. Evolution. People might have received it better. If yeah, he had yeah. one. If he just like last year, like Edge won, everybody would be like, hell yeah. Like, well, even though Drew McIntyre won, like. Well, kind of the difference, too, is that Edge, even though we knew Edge was going to be in the Royal Rumble match, you know, we only had a couple weeks to kind of digest that. And, but when you said he's going to be number one, you're thinking there's no way they're going to let this 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 guy coming back from these injuries yeah. go and for an, an hour, hour and win and win. You know, like yeah, yeah, number one, he's going to go for a while, but yeah, you know, that and he's going to build a storyline for WrestleMania of whoever throws him out, whatever. Right. But, so like, so that's what I think. Yeah, that's part of what makes that totally different from the Batista but he, thing. But, and he did earn it. It's not like he was told he was going to be number thirty and then he came in and won. You right. know, working for five minutes that didn't happen. He worked his ass off. Yeah. No. I mean, he it was never a down moment for Edge. Nope. He, that whole. Hour he was yeah, in there, he was in there. Yeah. and he was working his ass off. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, they made him work for it. Oh, <laughs> like, he, yeah. Him, yeah, he worked for it. Oh, yeah. they're gonna make him work his ass off, yeah. like to get all the way through Mania. So, yeah. um, but we'll uh, you know we'll have more podcasts in between now and then. But let's take a break. Um, to pause for the cause, as it were. You know, let's pay some bills, and uh, you know we'll come back with more of episode ninety-one of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast right after this short musical interlude. We're back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Yep. That, oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> I was wondering if it was coming at all. I came from both sides. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. I'm the big ugly. And we are joined by CM Funk. Hashtag. No hashtag. Um, we were talking offline because that's what we do is talk wrestling. And, you know, we talked about the Money in the Bank briefcase being strategically placed, <laughs> maybe, backstage during the last man standing match at the Royal Rumble. We talked about Damian Priest, which Big Ugly is going to talk about in a little bit. We talked about uh, a couple of different things, you know, does Edge deserve, cut, you know, what the schedule that Edge has to keep. We, we just kept talking. Um, but uh, before we get into the aftermath of the Royal Rumble, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and um, we start wrapping it up, maybe have another Hall of Fame conversation here real quick. Uh, you, you mentioned Damian Priest. You want to talk about Damian Priest for a minute? Yeah, I just wanted to find yeah. out what you guys said, thought yeah. of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> what you guys thought of uh, Damian Priest, you know, from his NXT days, now he's called up. What's your guys' thoughts on him? I hope they don't destroy him because he had a... Uh, um, fantastic gimmick down there, and I'd love to see the gimmick continue. Um, not like Aleister Black, not exactly the same way because Aleister Black got buried and he's gone. But um, I like Damian Priest. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Aleister and that's Black damn shame. Like, 
Yeah, hadn't been on TV since his wife got uh, fired, yep. basically. That's so. right. Wow. And that's probably, you know, what's going to happen. Man, NXT is such a hit or miss. Like, yeah. I mean, look at... It's I almost a death sentence when yeah, you come up. Yeah, I feel up. like Keith Lee oh, is another one. Like, I mean, he, he was the man in NXT. He comes up... And see, this is this is the other issue with the, the legend, right? Because it's like, if you're coming from NXT, not only are you competing for a spot against the regular roster guys that have been up there for a while, you're then also competing with them bringing back older guys to take main events but it, it it's so it's so hard you yeah. know what i'm saying it's like you've been down in developmental getting groomed to be the next top guys of the company and it's like you're you're competing with more of the same guys that was coming from nxt and then you're also competing with like former wwe superstars yep keith, keith, keith lee's problem is no fans plain and simple that's yeah. his, his problem okay. was because he was starting to lose some of his his uh uh, you know that 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 push that he had in NXT. Once the fans weren't there, yeah. it just didn't feel the same because right. you didn't have the chance, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then by bringing him right up the Raw, like there was nothing. And then changes music, changes ring gear. It was like, okay, it's not even Keith Lee anymore, you know. Just so what his name says that on the uh, you yeah, know, right on the banner. Yeah. But it's but. almost it's it's hit or miss, like you said. It's it could be a death sentence, and it's hard because you're grooming all these people, and you say you're grooming the future of the company. And I know not everybody can be a main eventer. You need ups and downs on the shows. You need two, three hour shows. I get that, but nine times out of ten, if you're a main eventer in NXT, and you come up to the main roster, you're getting mid carded. Yeah, almost I immediately. I feel like. The only way you're not getting mid-carded is if you already made a name for yourself elsewhere. Yeah. And you came from NXT. Like, you're, you're Kevin Owens, you're Ricochets, you're Finn Balors. You know, it's like these were guys that already made a name for themselves elsewhere. They came up to NXT. I mean, they came up to the main roster, and they, they got pushed immediately to True, the top. yeah. But, now, but Ricochet many, is kind of exceptional. He got gonna, bumped I, down a bit. And that's but. a damn shame because he was the biggest thing on the indie serpent ever. Well, like, I was saying, if you look at who who of those guys that have come up has actually made it for a substantially long time, there's only one guy, and that's KO. KO. Sure. He only else spent is, two months in NXT. Yeah. Right. Shinsuke, he won the Royal Rumble, and now he's barely a mid-carder. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, it's everybody. Just, just throw away my yeah. assessment. <laughs> well, no, I, I, you know, it's... It's, that's, it's true. I didn't think about Shinsuke, yeah. yeah but, All right, but Japanese guys, I feel like Japanese guys are different. They, yeah, WWE has a problem with them. They, so. they have a problem. <laughs> if, it's, if it's not NXT, I feel like the Japanese superstar, if, if I was a Japanese superstar, I'd want to stay on NXT. Yeah. Because if I go off to the main roster, I'm not going to make it. I mean, listen. No. Asuka, I feel like, had a comeback because of COVID because she just started doing whatever the hell she wanted to on the <laughs> microphone. And, and it just was, like, funny. And people backstage just like, it's kind of entertaining. Yeah. And I want to say she yeah. got lucky that Becky went out when she did because Asuka would have been buried in the middle right. with all there this. No fans yeah. and COVID, she would have been buried in the yeah. middle. Right. And let me let me, um, let me me go back and change my what I said about KO. Asuka would be the only other one from NXT, really. And Asuka yeah. dominated yeah. NXT, like, right. forever and, and left undefeated. So that's the only exception. That's why I said 9 out of 10. Um that's the old but, CMP telephone logo. But, but back back to the original question about Damian Priest, since we're watching him on uh, yeah, the uh, big We're watching screen. Bad Bunny right now, unfortunately, well, but let's that, move on. Damian Priest, like, to the point of all these NXT guys coming up, they were all super over in NXT. Yeah. Damian Priest was not over right. in NXT. They were trying to get him over, but the fans just weren't taken to him. Right. Even though he was a longtime independent guy, Punishment Martinez was his name back in the day. Yep. You know... 
But he just kind of kept going at it, kept going at it, had a good run with the North American title. And he's got the look Vince wants, too. Oh, he you sure know? does. I mean, he's a tall guy. He's a big guy. You know. He's he, going to be in a, in a pantsuit and a, a shirt like Baron Corbin in a year. Well, it could be, <laughs> which, which I'd be okay with. I When I look yeah. at him, I think of Baron Corbin. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, he has the complete Baron Corbin look. He does. He does. <laughs> When but, Baron Corbin started out. But yeah. they didn't put Baron Corbin with a major recording superstar to start off your True main that. roster. Right? Yeah, Which but, they're doing with Damian Priest. And they're putting him in up against Miz and Morrison and guys that are established. So yeah. I think Priest has a chance. I like Damian Priest a ton. I, I think, it, I think he's going to have I think that it's going to work in his favor that there are no fans. Because yes. right now... If you've got Vince behind you, that's all that matters. That's they can all just keep popping in the chairs. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yep. But when they go back in front of fans, that's going to be a real testament. Can he stay relevant? True. And, you know, and I think that's care? going to go into the Bad Bunny thing. I think that's going to go into WrestleMania. I don't know if it's going to be a mixed tag or whatever. Or oh, definitely. Be... Ms. Morrison versus Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. If they can sustain this story for two months, which I think they can, that Bad Bunny thing's going to happen. Because he's another guy that uh, you know wants that cross promotion, and it's, it's well, he's the, and he's the biggest recording star in the world right at the moment. Yeah, Bad Bunny too. So yeah. you know, it's like it's perfect. I mean, that's right in WWE. It's wheelhouse. wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. That's the energy. That's the E. Right. That's full of E. I'm sure he's already signed to be at WrestleMania. Oh, probably. So they just gotta you know they gotta fill him in and make it happen. That's all. Um, but yeah, it's it's there's a lot of potential for things to happen, and it's a lot it's a long way in between now and WrestleMania. Things can happen. We got uh, the Elimination Chamber happening in in like two hours. Um, can I ask a question <laughs> real quick? So damn quick. Go ahead. So uh, they brought back uh, what's the what's the Fox show with Paige, Renee Young, and backstage. Booker backstage, yeah. Did you guys watch it? They brought I did. It back. Yeah. How was it? It was not good. <laughs> Uh, I I didn't even see you shaking your head, but I, I I only watched to see Ren, Renee Paquette's uh, baby bump. Yeah, and all. like that was about the only reason I yeah. saw. And I just wanted them to say that they were going to get rid of the Renee Young and actually call her Renee Paquette, which they did. because yep. they promoted it as Renee Young, but when they got to the show, they called her Renee Paquette. So um, it was the okay. same old it, bullshit. Same old BS. No CM Punk this time. Nope. No, they talked okay. about him. Well, not that indirectly talked yeah. about him. Gotcha. But. Uh, it just was this a regular thing, or they just did this one? one I off? think this just one off. Royal Rumble. They'll yeah. do it for oh. WrestleMania too, probably. But uh, gotcha. They just, uh, yeah, it's the same old shit. And when they started backstage, it made sense. They were talking about unconventional things, but Vince didn't like that. It was pulling back the curtain too much. Curtains already pulled back enough. Vince didn't want that, so it just got turned into another recap show. Basically, is what it was. And uh, you know, and, and I mean, I pretty much like. I mean, I, th- I think point blank. The recap shows these days, like, they don't work. They're not going to work outside of just doing it as a pre-show. Yeah, and you get recap shows, and then you get recaps all the way through the damn show anyway. And you can go on your phone and immediately get recaps, you know. You don't have to wait a week to listen to, you know, it's... I, I think that when I think about, I mean, the most successful thing I think that was done was talking smack. I think that it pulled back the curtain a little bit, added a little bit of edge. The original edge talking to, smack. Yeah, the original Not talking that smack. thing they got on. Yeah. Here. Well, the, I've, I don't watch talking smack, but from what I've I've read about it and all, like Paul Heyman is putting over people left and right. Everybody that comes on, Paul Heyman is doing his damnedest, pardon my language, yeah. to, to put everyone over because yeah. that's what Paul Heyman does. Yeah. That is what he does. So so I think the talking smack thing still works. You know, right. to People just got to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because now it's only on the network. Uh, it's only on the it's network. Only on network. The right. day after uh, the show. 
I think. Like Saturday morning or something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, as we're watching this Bad Bunny thing, you know, it, it could uh, pan out to be something interesting. It's not, you know, Floyd Mayweather or whatever else you want to call it, but it is Bad Bunny. Uh, and he's he's big right now, and he's going to be big for the next couple months at least. So that's that's a huge draw um, for a lot of different eyes and a, a lot of different ears. So let's let's talk about real quick before we go into a Hall of Fame conversation. Right now we got the Elimination Chamber coming up. We just found out that Drew McIntyre is defending his WWE Championship due to Adam Pearce or Shane McMahon or whatever it is, inside the Elimination Chamber against Randy Orton, Miz, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, and Sheamus. But, but, this is a week after the Royal Rumble, like eight days after the Royal Rumble, and Sheamus turns heel, all the way heel, basically, and we're, all, we're looking forward to Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Now Sheamus is thrown into the Elimination Chamber. All right, do, does anybody see where this might go? Or do they just not have a clue what they're going to do yet? I have no clue. I, di- I didn't even know because I didn't watch Raw. I didn't know there was a chamber this I quick. Yeah. I mean, it's three weeks after the Rumble, literally. <clears throat> Usually the chamber is a couple weeks before WrestleMania, the last thing that happens. But we, we, we were at the last elimination chamber. Uh, yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah, literally yeah, the yeah. last yeah. WWE pay-per-view yeah. uh, before COVID. Yeah, I, I, dude, I have no idea what they're doing. Like, I don't think they have any idea either. It's like, let's just, like, throw darts at a dartboard and see what it uh, hits. And, yeah. And that's what came up this time. Okay. It, and it's all, I think, the, I think the catch to it right now is that it's all former WWE champions are in the Elimination Chamber match. It's all for so it is. That's like going to be like kind of the uh, the way that. But they, what's the? I don't know who's got it. It just doesn't make sense. Like Drew McIntyre just busted his ass. Yeah. Not really. Actually, he didn't work hard at all. I'm just saying, like to, through the whole 2020, going through with the WWE Championship, he had Goldberg, which they made a bigger deal out of than it actually was. It was a five minute match. So now, it, why does Adam Pearce or Shane McMahon or somebody have it in for? I mean. Obviously, it's it's very entertaining to see the champion defend the title, but <sighs> maybe why? that's it. Maybe Shane's got it in for Drew, and we're setting up for Drew Shane at uh, oh, WrestleMania. Sh- oh, God. Hell in a cell, so he can jump off. Yeah, of it. that's just. Terrible. So that means Drew would have to lose no. the title, and then <laughs> Shane would go against Drew at WrestleMania. No, he doesn't have to lose the title. It could be for the title. No. Let's not. Do, have they announced Sha- everybody that's in the Elimination Chamber? Yeah, yeah. Sheamus, okay. Jeff Hardy, The Miz, Randy Orton. Uh, Drew McIntyre and who am I missing? So we're we not going to have uh, doesn't matter. Triple Sorry. H won't wrestle again. Is he going to well, skip another WrestleMania? Who knows? Never know. Depends on where they are in another month's right. time. They got to fill up two nights of a WrestleMania. So well, they, I, I heard rumor that the NXT Men's Championship will actually be on the card this it year. It should be. And all since the it's, Women's Championship was on it last year, they're going to do the Men's this year. So yep, we so, need that. So that'll be a match. And then we also have. Uh, but yeah, elimination chamber. No clue what's going on with that. Like, let me talk about Matt Riddle for a second. He stayed in the Rumble for about thirty minutes. No, we could talk about Riddle. However, oh, I'm sorry, he's not Matt anymore. He's just Riddle. Oh, really? They took the Matt. They took his yeah. Matt. He t- they took Matt away. Yeah, he's just it, it made him too human. This is dumb. Riddle, Riddle, Riddle me this, Batman. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just talk about him, though. He's a fantastic performer. I love what he does in the <clears throat> ring. And the gimmick is uh, very Rob Van Dam today. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. uh, 420? Stoner, yeah. Stoner. But I, I, I don't mind the gimmick because he's making it a little bit better. Um, and I, I usually have a problem with wrestling attire or the lack thereof. But 
I, if I see him walking in boots, that's it's over. I stop watching wrestling. <laughs> if they, they they made Superfly Jimmy Snuka wear boots, that made no sense whatsoever. Um, and he boycotted the crap out of that. If they ever make Riddle wear any kind of foot gear other than the flip-flops that he flips off at the beginning of any match, I- I'm turning it off right there. I ain't watching. But I will tell you that I do enjoy Riddle in the ring. He busts his ass. And I think that he could be um, a legitimate IC contender, U.S. title contender. Well, I think, uh, th- I think they're going to do a triple threat for the U.S. title with Lashley, Keith Lee, and Riddle. At, at the Elimination chamber. chamber. Yeah. yeah. So that could be fun. I always wonder why... I feel like, you know, when you think about Brock Lesnar or, like, even back in the day with Ken Shamrock, it's like when guys, when those guys came from, like, the UFC, they made them, like, you know, like, unstoppable monsters, you know. But, like, they didn't do that with Riddle. He was also a legit UFC fighter. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was a too, he's too small to be, like, an unstoppable force. Like, Ken Shamrock had some build on him. You know, Brock Lesnar had some body on him. You know what I mean. I th- Matt Riddle looks like a, a teenager. I think they. I think he uh, rubbed some people the wrong way in the back too. Uh, I bet he rubbed them for real because he's pretty. I mean, he's pretty outspoken and you know, yeah, pretty kind. Of, you know, speaks he's his mind. Very, so. Yeah, yeah. He probably did, and uh, you know that might have changed his path a little bit too. Um, but yeah, we got Elimination Chamber coming up. Uh, we also have Fastlane coming up and NXT Takeover Vengeance Day. They just put too many words in that title. I just don't like it. For some yeah, reason. But they took away Matt. They took away Matt from them. They're giving the words to other well, things. They, they, like have, they have a word allotment that they have to use, so <laughs> they take away. They stop to use it yeah. somewhere. But. Unbelievable. Yeah. So I, that means I, I feel like like to me he's not a like he needs a name. He like he, a he name. should be Matt Riddle. Right. Like I, I feel like to that adds to his gimmick. Like right. that, like that bro gimmick. Like he's a like Matt sounds like a bro name. Right, exactly. It's, it, it, to me, it's just dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> let's um let's shout out to um Wrestle Kingdom real quick because we didn't get a chance to talk about that. That happened in January, it right? Did. It did happen. And yeah. uh, uh, anything <laughs> anything uh, <clears throat> specific happened with, uh, with the K- titles? K- Kota Ibushi won both the uh, heavyweight title and the Intercontinental title mm-hmm. uh, for IW uh, the IWGP titles. Um, Really, that was like the biggest deal, and then uh, a couple weeks later, they had another event, and uh, John Moxley made a video appearance because John Moxley is still the IWGP United States Champion. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he's finally gonna uh, he's held that title for a year without defending it because of COVID. So, um, which uh, yeah, but they brought Hideo Itami over. Yeah, which is actually a nice segue into uh, <laughs> into AEW and what's going on over there because like that's pretty exciting. I think that's so. really nice. And uh, Kenta showing up and uh, basically cashing in his version of the Money in the Bank, which is eventually what he's going to do. Yeah, man. AEW uh, working with NJPW, working with Impact, working mm-hmm. with NWA right now. It's pretty pretty exciting time for them. Loving uh, the stuff with Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. I yeah. think. It's great. Yeah, uh, I, I'm loving the fact that um, while well, we got Shaq coming in, he's gonna take on uh, Cody Rhodes. And damn it! This, well, it's a tag team match. I know, so. but Mix, still, intergender tag team match featuring Shaquille O'Neal. So just, just so you guys know out there, it's uh, intergender. Yeah. Well, did they ever pay off the Mike Tyson thing? Nope. No. Okay. They may. <laughs> uh, it could come back around. Yeah. But. No, but I think anything that AEW is doing, I think they're doing great stuff. Um, I heard Snoop was on there, too. Snoop yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer was wearing his ring, too. Yeah, ho- horrible crossbody. That's a bad one. Bad Bunny did a good one. Bad Bunny Snoop Dogg just fell off the top rope, yeah. basically. Uh, oh, well, all right, let's 
Remember, Snoop is like 20 years older than... But he's in his 40s, just like Edge and AJ and Daniel Bryan. Like, yeah. you know. He also smokes a lot of weed. He does. Uh, <laughs> so so does Rob Van Dam and Matt Riddle. Very and, true. Uh, you know you mean Riddle. There's no excuse. I mean Riddle. Yeah. <laughs> WWE Hall of Famer showing up on uh, AEW. That was pretty good. I mean, but, if um, you smoke that much weed, you should be able to jump off the top right. without a problem. <laughs> Sting's a WWE Hall of Famer. He showed up, too. But, yes, uh, Sting is back on... Um, Pro, uh, television programming. He's on AEW. I don't know if we talked about that the last time. I don't time. know if we did or not. Yeah. I, I mean, has, is he in an angle right now? Yeah, yeah. He, he's going to be in a street fight with uh, Darby Allen. Well, he's teaming with Darby Allen to take on the uh, FT, yeah, FTW guys, Brian Cage and uh, Starks, uh, Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. In a street fight. Okay. So, so it'll be a real wrestling match, which is probably good for a 60 year old Sting. Yeah. <laughs> AEW has a lot of talent. They're they're mixing it up on their main show, which is Dynamite. They're doing AEW Dark. They are you know putting that on the YouTube channel. There's like 16, 17 matches on that. They're doing a real good job spacing it out. Um, and they have a pay per view coming up too. But AEW is just very entertaining from the commentary to the matches to the backstage. Um, Can I just go ahead comment on the commentary? You can. Uh, Jr. needs to go. I'm done. With oh, Jim. he's done. I'm done with Jim Ross. Really? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Really, Jay? When there were fans, when, and he st- he started off low when he was when he just made a comeback. Then he started to get better, and I thought he was gelling with Shivani and Excalibur. Recently, he's gotten really, I don't want to say lazy. He's just not, he's he not almost, into it. Yeah, he's almost out of touch with yeah. what's going on in the ring at all. Meanwhile, Shivani is like... Oh, Shivani's on top of he's it. He's on top of Best it. Best game no, ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And but but JR is bringing him down. Honestly, because JR's like, oh, look at this. It's a cover. I can't believe it. You know, just kind of throwing it all away. So he don't he don't have the same energy no, that no. he used to have. No, and no. I think I think he really is lost with today's wrestling, you know, his product as far sure. as, you know, what's going on. So, and, AEW and, is a and it, and it happens. And, I, and it's no disrespect to JR because he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time when it comes to comedy. Do you think, do you think is, he just put in too much time? Like Shivani had time away. It's and they pop- came back where Jr. Yeah. just kind of kept going, kept going. It's possible, you know. And he's just kind of just. And Jr. You know, lost his wife not too long ago, and it's just he doesn't have the motivation to do it anymore. He doesn't have the drive, like the passion for it. He, I'm sure, he still enjoys the business, but he doesn't. It, you can't tell, like. Yeah, because Excalibur, you know, he has to cover for Jr. So all the time much throughout the uh, entire broadcast and all, like. And you just cringe when Jr. starts to talk because you don't know where it's going to go, and and sometimes it it goes the wrong way yeah. real quick. So. Yeah, it's a yeah. shame. But. You know, I'm and not sure. I mean, I, I love Jr. I remember uh, when I used to try and listen to Jr.'s podcast, and I had to stop listening to it because yeah, I, it it's the same thing. Same, same thing. Okay, yeah, it's monotone yeah. almost. Right, it's, it's bad. Yeah, um, and he just constantly puts over himself. It's like, dude, you're the commentary. You you don't put you over yourself yeah, at all. Yeah, put over everybody else, right? Yeah. So. And no offense to Jr. It's, I think it's just uh, he's done. You know, I don't think he needs to do it anymore. Yeah, That's everybody's right. time comes, and I think he's at that point. Yeah, so, so let him uh, yeah. let him go gracefully, and that'll be good. And bring Jericho or Don Callis. Bring either of them into the. Uh, Don Callis is amazing. I just gotta say, he's everything he's. I loved him back when he was. Uh, in the what would write to censor whatever the hell it was that he did uh, he back in the, the uh, WWF ECW day. Yeah, what was he with uh, Kurgan and Kurgan, uh, right? Guys, yeah, remember what they were called now? Yeah. Was Don, it right to censor? Don no. Callis no. sounds familiar. He was um. Was he Jackal? Jackal. Yes, he was Thank Jackal. You. Yeah, there you go. Good night. Thank, Thank you. He did commentary back then too for the WWE. He did a lot of stuff. And he did commentary for uh, New Japan mm-hmm. um, for a while there, and he's like he's Kenny Omega's. Uh, 
advocate, if you will. Yeah. Gotcha. Like the Paul Heyman. So freaking gotcha. talented, though. Yeah. Don Callis is amazing. Yeah. Um, and he's actually the, he's actually in charge of Impact, but he's been on AEW with Kenny Omega cross with this cross-promotion thing. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I heard him once on uh, one of the podcasts, and he seemed like he's a good talker. Yeah, Damn good talker. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. And he's good at putting that. He doesn't put himself over at all. He does, no. he does everything for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. He's very good. Yeah. I do have a Hall of Fame too. Let's oh, do it. Let's let's cap off the Hall of Fame night because we're on our way to the Hall of Fame this year. We might get two ceremonies. We got two nights. Gotta loosen up for this one here. Loosen up for this one. Okay. Uh, first one, Virgil. If Coco Beware is in, Virgil's going in <laughs> for me. I would have thought Virgil would have went in as. With DiBiase. DiBiase. Not, not like on the same level, but as a as a second. But I don't eh, I don't think so. I think Coco Beware, yes, I don't think so. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I got to meet this guy live. This is probably why. And I, I met him live and he, at, the, there, at, a, at a wrestling convention, and there was lines everywhere else, and there was nobody at his table. And I was just waiting in line for somebody else. And Virgil came over and started talking to me, trying to sell me his book. And then he, he, he thought I was friends with him because I talked to him. I was just being respectful, and as I got closer and closer in the line, he was like, "Hey, man, come back!" <laughs> <laughs> no, Virgil, I'm sorry, Virgil. Go ahead. That's a that's a sad story. It's very sad. It I is feel very bad. sad. I you yeah. know. Um, dang. The least you could do is give the man the Hall of Fame. Right. <laughs> I know. I, I, won't buy <laughs> I won't buy the book. I won't give him the Hall of Fame ring because right. he'll probably pawn that shit. But anyway, right. go ahead. All right. So next up, well done slash Southern Rockers. Hmm. Tag team. Who was that? No, I'm trying to remember who the, the two were. The one guy's name was Dunn. I yeah, I remember that. it was Dunn. <laughs> um, you know, I remember them, but I don't think they're I would say, if we're having trouble remembering who <laughs> they yeah, are, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you guys are stumped, then they're not going in. All right. <laughs> wow, how about that? All right. Next up, Ludwig Borga. Oh, no, that was a terrible gimmick. God, it was yeah, it's kind of like on the nails front with me. I can't. Victor Kozlov. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> nah. Next up, Barakis. 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 Nah. Yeah. Nah. Before you move on real quick, I just want to say Tyler Rex just came out as a transgender. Yeah, yeah which I saw. I had no freaking clue with the picture that they showed. I mean, God yeah. bless him for do- and her for doing that. But I, I would have never saw that coming. Yeah. Out of nowhere, literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He RKO'd everybody. He did. Yeah. But I just want to, you know, throw that out there because a lot of a lot of transgender stuff, uh, you know, up in the social media now, the news now. So yeah. that's. I uh, saw that pop up and I, I never knew. I, I didn't know who he was. I, I knew Tyler Rex. Like, look him up, and I was like, wow, he doesn't look anything. Nothing. Or she doesn't, no. look, you know, than like he used to. So yeah. I would have never uh, known, like. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a Ellen Page has also come out. I'm sorry, that's yeah, El- Elliot now. Yeah. Elliot, yeah, Elliot Page. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, before we go on, <laughs> I am so sorry. Tangent. Just tangent, real quick. So I didn't know Chad. Did you watch uh, CM Punk? Did you watch uh, Vikings? Yes. What did you think of the last season? I. You know what? I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. No full disclosure. I haven't watched the last episode of the oh, first half of the last because the second half of the last season is supposed to come out in a couple weeks. I think. There's no, whole, no, it's already out. It's out now? Yes, it's out. When did it come out? It's on Amazon Prime. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. It, it came out like at the end of, I think, December or something. Shoot. Well, I missed the whole last half of the season, so I'll, okay. I have to catch up. Okay, all right, cool. So I can't, I'll come back next to you. Uh, podcast. Next yeah. podcast. Next podcast. Cool. 
Coming to America too is coming out on yeah, Amazon coming Prime. Yeah, coming to America. Coming to America. Right. Yeah. Sorry about that. All right, yeah. back. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> back to the Hall of Fame. All right, Ron Harris. Oh, one of the Harris brothers. Mm. Didn't he have a brother, right? Yeah. Ron and Don. Yeah, Ron and Don, both of them. Yeah, neither of nope. them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, boys. No person has gone in yet. All right. No. So, Doctor Death. Steve Williams. Yeah. I want to say yes. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Not based on his WWE. No. Part, but based on his based full on his body of work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And JR would put him over and yeah. induct him. Yeah, so. Probably. Yeah. Too cold Scorpio. You know, I'm gonna, I'm, uh, that's a good one. I, I don't know about Too Cold, but Flash Funk definitely should go in. So <laughs> I think he'll go in yeah. as Flash Funk, but I think his, uh, his work all over... And again, the last time I saw this guy, he was terrible in the ring, but he should have retired 10 years ago. Yeah. But I, I think he deserves a spot in there. I, I agree. I would go with two points. Very right innovative. Cool. Elijah Burke. Oh, I loved Elijah Burke. Uh, what was he when he... The Pope. The Pope. Damien... Uh, no, not Damien. Uh, Pope. D'Angelo De Niro. I yeah. bet you um, TJ Sykes, you know, a fellow podcast, you know, person here would say yes because that's one of the, the mentors for him. Yeah. I, I loved Elijah Burke, but I don't think he had enough in his body of work to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, I would love to say yes, but I think i got to say no at this point. Yeah. The double knees. Love the Pope gimmick, though. <laughs> yeah. Pope gimmick was good in TNA. Yeah. yeah. Evan Bourne. Hmm. Oh. Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel. Currently in AEW. I met um, him too. He was a good guy. Real good guy. Yeah. He's another one. I don't think there's enough. He's a tweener for me, but I'm going to have to say no. Yeah. For now. Okay. Yep. Yep. Matt Morgan. <sighs> the blueprint. Love the blueprint. But no. Wish it would have went somewhere. Yeah. He was fantastic in TNA. For anybody that never watched his work in TNA, um, he was great in TNA. Yeah. Can't, can't give him the Hall of Fame yet. Loved him though. Right. Okay. Gorilla Gonzalez. The giant Gonzalez? Yeah, that's what I mean. Giant, okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. No, 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 no. I was like, yeah, I mean, because he kind of looked like a real Eligante. Yeah, right, yeah. Eligante. Yeah. I'm going to say yes on that one. No. <clears throat> what? No. We're going to fight. No, we're not. <laughs> There's no fight here. No. <laughs> he was he was terrible in the WWE. I his, agree. His one match against the Undertaker at WrestleMania, the worst I'm match okay of all with time. That, but look at the uh, just the entirety of the big man being in the wrestling. He was actually WCW, NWA, went to Japan. But he was terrible there too. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no offense. No, he's dead. I, they need know, a gimmick. I didn't know he passed away. Yeah, he died a couple years they ago. They need right? a gimmick wing of the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> or he could go in as a legacy. Not one no. of He's dead. I give him the Hall of Fame. No, <laughs> if, if you wouldn't uh if you wouldn't give Virgil the you know Hall of Fame for Virgil the can induct him. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Oh, I, I enjoyed that maybe that's just per I just enjoyed him. Uh, um, Alright. Yeah, sorry. He <laughs> was like he couldn't move. He he was a the giant Gonzalez was a terrible fuzzy gimmick. You know how bad the great Kali is. Yes, this guy is ten times worse. Great right. Kali <laughs> deserves to go in the Hall of Fame. Agreed. <laughs> so put Elegante in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> ten times worse. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Sorry. This all good. Luther Reigns. Luther Reigns. He's a good actor. Yeah. No. Not the Hall of Fame, but he's yeah. a good actor. Yeah, not okay. around. Long he's long. a porn actor, actually. Oh, fantastic! Oh, wow, good, okay. good for him. Sorry, I didn't. I don't know that. I mean, I know. <laughs> you must. I brought it up, but I just, I just know what he's doing. All right, Rick Martel. 
Absolutely. Yes. Should and it's a long overdue. Way overdue. Is he <laughs> dead? No. Oh. Surprisingly not. No. He's wrestling somewhere, isn't he? No, he retired, retired. But yes, Rick retired, Martel, retired. the model. I don't care who, what you call him. Rick Martel deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And ten, Tom ten Zen should in, induct him. The Can-Am He's dead. Damn it! So. <laughs> Z-Man is dead? Z-Man. Are you serious? Yeah, Z-Man's dead. God damn it. Uh, oh yeah, Rick Martel, absolutely. Rick, Rick Martel, arrogance. Probably, Rick Martel is probably the one guy out there from that '80s, early '90s period that isn't in that should have been in. Is Sid in the Hall of Fame yet? No, he no, been. he was he was on one of the list a while yeah, ago. I was Sid, say, yeah, yeah, he Sid's should not be. In, yeah. He's he's in there. Uh, well, Martel was a little before his time. No, actually, they were both the, kind of the yeah, same time. Martel was. Martel had a little more staying power. Yeah, Martel. I'll Mar- take him though. Mick Martel goes in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah. Without question. Tito Santana. Yeah. Greg the Hammer Valentine. One hundred percent. He's already in there. He's already in. He's already My in. Bad. He was yeah. one of the first okay. places. He, he was one of the early ones, yes. Didn't do much research. So it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's what we're here for, man. Right. You know, we're Pretty here, here to we do it. Yeah. Rodney Mack. <laughs> <sighs> You're looking at the real deal now. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, that was D Lo Brownstein's uh, song yeah. and then Rodney Mack stole it. Yeah. Because he was with Teddy Long. Yeah, I'm gonna no. say no. No. Okay. Live resistance. Oh, Sylvain Grenier and uh, the other guy. Um, was it the run of the Rougeos? No. They were, no, they were, but they were Rougeau part two. Yeah, they were Rougeau part I, two. I, I love their gimmick, but uh, no, no. I like Sylvain Grenier. He did that whole referee gimmick. He didn't look like a referee because he was jacked. Right. <laughs> All right. Gail Kim. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's already in the Impact Hall of Fame. Um, she is. Which doesn't count for anything, really? unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, Gail Kim, without question. Yeah, I want to. I want to see that. Okay. Last up, Brian Kendrick. The, the Brian Kendrick, Kendrick needs yes. to go in the, the Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, I think oh, without question. And that and that's probably more of just personal, you know, fan, you know, uh, favoriteness and stuff. But uh, yeah. But the, the, the dude could do anything. Dude, he still is in uh, Two Hundred Five Live, which apparently is still on, from what I understand. It is on. It is still. He's on, still yeah. there. It's not live though. On V Network. Yeah, no. it's really not. <laughs> it hasn't been live for a yeah. long time. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Two Hundred Five taped in. The bro. Oh wow! Did, yeah. did we ever? Did we? Did we? Did we touch on the Butch Reed thing? Like you know, in like, the beginning. Did we? Did we say yay or nay to the whole thing? Um, or were we skipping that? I, I said yay, and I think we talked about Doom and, and right, not even right, Doom okay. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I mean, go back and listen to the podcast. I think <laughs> he should be a legacy. I think just like uh, Virgil. And Virgil's not dead, but he should be a legacy <laughs> Hall of Famer. Eligante. No. Damn it. What about, um, I don't know. Did, did, did we touch, I can, uh, again, it's been so long since we did it, and I don't want to carry on forever. Did we touch on the fact that uh, uh, Tony, Le- Tony Lister died? Did, did we Zeus, I think we might have talked yeah, about that Yeah, I think we talked about that last time. Did we, did, did we last, get that in? Yeah. Yeah. I, think yeah. that I, I remember us talking about Debo and stuff Debo. like that. Debo. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. And Zeus, yeah. could he go in the Hall of Fame? He should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. If Mr. T is in the Hall of Fame, then Zeus should be in the Hall of Fame. He should be a legacy. And, uh, you know... Not Eligante. There was one more thing on my list, but I don't even think I'm going to bring it up because we need to we need to end it on a high note. All right. Uh, I left it in there, but anyway, um, no, this is good. Uh, this was great to get together with you guys in 2021, uh, and we'll do it again before WrestleMania or shortly before or shortly after WrestleMania, and uh, hopefully we can have WrestleMania right here 
uh, at the penthouse, uh, socially distanced WrestleMania, and I'm going to have it up on all my big screen TVs. And we're going to have cardboard cutouts here, too. We, we are, uh, just like uh, Raymond James Stadium, yeah. Because uh, not, not only will it keep us socially distant, but it'll look like more of a crowd here. Um, and then we're going to post pictures online and your show. Look at this. Um, awesome. So that's cool, but we got a lot of stuff happening in between now and WrestleMania, so make sure you, uh, you follow all your social media, CM Funk, all that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Hashtag. You no guys hashtag. just fill me in and down the road. Yeah, we'll yeah. do it. We'll do it. And everybody, stay safe. Wear the damn mask. Uh, get the vaccine shot. Uh, I think I'm scheduled to get mine in 2024 because <laughs> I'm in uh, <laughs> I'm in uh, stage three or whatever it is. I'm not a, I'm I'm a not essential AF at all. Uh, you know, so by the time everybody gets their first and second doses, all those essential workers, which is great, I'll be. Uh, I'll have that Johnson and Johnson vaccine, so I can only I'll get it once, and that'll be good. But anyway, when you when it's your turn, when you have the availability, get it. It won't hurt you. It can only help you, and um, you know, just be safe and don't be an idiot. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, and let's just throw in the Super Bowl. Uh, it happened. Tampa Bay uh, took on um, Kansas City, and Tampa Bay was at home in Raymond James Stadium. And uh, they did win the Super Bowl in convincing fashion against a team that I have no idea who they were, but they weren't the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but anyway. Tom, Tom Brady, the GOAT, by the way. Apparently he is. Because yeah. uh, he can win more Super Bowls than anybody and with several different teams, and that's what he does. But um, we got baseball string, spring training starting. We're going to have a bigger baseball season this year. Hockey's going on right now. Basketball's going on right now. and Football should happen next year. And uh, go support your local restaurants, support your local things, and just be safe. Uh, CM Funk, any last words for episode 91? Nope. Do you remember what happened in 1991? Uh, the Royal Rumble. Yeah, uh, yes, it did. Yeah, I'm actually listening to podcasts about the Royal Rumble 91. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter was uh, an Iraqi sympathizer. Yes, he was. With General, Ad, uh, General Anon. Anon. And Colonel Mustafa. General Anon. Oh, that was... Um, Iron Sheik. Right, yep. Is that the Royal Rumble where Sergeant Slaughter won yes, the championship the against the Ultimate Warrior. Warrior? It sure is. With Macho Man Randy Savage uh, hitting him with the scepter? Yeah. How about that? Uh, is that <laughs> one of the three Royal Rumbles that Hulk Hogan won? One of the two, yes. First one. Oh, that's right. He only won two. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's Stone okay. Cold won three. That he's the only one. That yeah. he did. It said, big, it said so in the numbers this year. Uh, in the, the numbers. Rumble. You know, it's been 30... Three or thirty-four years since that Hulk Hogan Andre the Giant rematch happened on the main event. Yeah. Uh, ah, so they yeah. were talking about that last week on Raw. I'm old. We are, uh, you know, but that's okay because we're still doing this. Big Ugly ninety-one episodes. Yes. So uh, we're gonna keep doing this. We're gonna keep going to a hundred, and uh, you know, and we'll keep going after that. But we'll we'll get to a hundred. Yeah. How you feel about this one? Good. Yes, was good. It's great catching up. <laughs> great catching up with y'all. Yeah, it was overdue. And we do find out that there's even more that we're thinking about that we're not even considering. So uh, Rick Martell under the Hall of Fame this year. Let's do it. Uh, we will be back. Thank you for everybody to listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and uh, searching us on Google, finding us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. MySpace. Yeah, it's probably still up there. I haven't checked it in a while, but MySpace. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's a pleasure to get together with you guys and talk wrestling. And, and hopefully we, we're bringing some, uh, some joy to people, some listening out there. So thank you for doing that. And contact us. We'll have you on the podcast. We'll put your name up there. We'll shout out to people like Jam and Jason. He wasn't able to join us tonight, but uh, he's, always, he's always listening. Jam and Jason. It's a great thing. And uh, Justin Jason Tucker. 
uh, who missed a couple more field goals than I'm, I'm comfortable with this year. And uh, from yeah, Lesnar. Very, yeah, what the hell happened? Hot. Talk about the greatest of all time. Yeah. He was missing some clutch shots. It was the wind. Was it? What? Yeah, blame it on the wind. No, it was the wind. Blame man. it on the wind. Yeah. I mean, the Bills kicker missed two two kicks in that game, too. So, sure. You know. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, but we didn't we didn't score any touchdowns in yeah, that they, game they weren't, at all. They weren't, <laughs> like, they weren't winning anyway. There was a problem that we looked like the Chiefs looked on Super Bowl Sunday. That's what we looked like. Yeah. Maybe it was the Ravens out there playing. I don't know. We're gonna see. But anyway, uh, join us next time and we'll go back and listen to all of our archived episodes. And thank you to all of the people that have been supporters and listeners and followers and also guests on the show. Being ugly, we'll do it again soon. Yes. And CM Funk, thank you as always. Wear the damn mask. Three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. Swig of water for a weapon. <laughs>